It's 53 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. At least 10 people are dead after a man in a rental van ran down people on one of the busiest streets in Canada. More than a dozen others were hurt in the attack on Toronto's Young Street yesterday afternoon. Police arrested the 25-year-old suspected driver. And the suspect in that deadly attack at a Tennessee Waffle House is in custody. The Metro Nashville Police Department tweeted the news after his arrest. Police say uh, the man shot and killed four people at a Waffle House on Sunday. Police had been searching for him for 34 hours. Nashville PD also tweeted out a picture showing him being cuffed and loaded into a squad car. A Chicago man is facing charges after police tased and wrestled him off a plane at Miami International Airport. Police were called because a 28-year-old man allegedly groped a woman on the plane after he made racist remarks to a gate agent as he boarded the plane Sunday night. Cell phone video shot by other passengers shows shows police tasing the man repeatedly but to no effect passengers were chanting get him off as several officers handcuffed and led the man off the plane the flight to chicago left about an hour behind schedule if you've been diagnosed with high blood pressure that might not actually be the case the american heart association is sharing common mistakes that can lead to an incorrect blood pressure reading for example if you have to pee you might tack on 10 to 15 points Having a full bladder can do that, while putting the cuff over clothing rather than a bare arm can add 10 to 40 points. Being uncomfortable using the wrong cuff size or even talking can throw off your reading. Errors can lead to the misdiagnosis of serious illnesses. Dr. Michael Hockman says for an accurate blood pressure reading, make sure to place the cuff on a bare arm, hold your arm at heart level, keep your legs uncrossed, and pee before you get to the doctor's office. A lottery ticket forgotten in a drawer has turned out to be worth $4 million. Jeff Kresser of Chesterfield, Virginia, says he bought the $100 million cash extravaganza ticket and nah, just forgot about it after. This guy must have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Have you bought a $100 lottery ticket and just forgot about it? Yeah. Oops. Where over is a month, Over a month later, jeans? he came across the ticket and realized it was worth $4 million. He said he was stunned from the surprise. Forgot to cash it in. I mean, most people who can afford a $100 lottery ticket don't buy a $100 lottery ticket. Yeah, well, this guy did. Maybe he won. Yeah, good point. Maybe he won $500 in the lottery previously uh, and thought, yeah, he parlayed it. I'm going to get one of these big ones. Yeah. Guitarist Tony Iommi said on Friday he thinks the chance of Black Sabbath ever playing together again is highly unlikely, but he stopped short of saying it absolutely won't happen. Speaking at a charity luncheon he was hosting in Birmingham, England, to raise money for a local cancer unit, he said, quote, you can never say never, and reiterated his hope the band might get together for some one-offs. As in the past, the cancer survivor ruled out the possibility of any extended touring because it's really just exhausting, he said. He spoke about how the band members no longer had the camaraderie of years ago during their tour called The End, preferring to hang out in their rooms rather than hotel bars and rarely seeing each other except when they were on stage. Yeah, when they didn't let their drummer come on tour with them. That <laughs> so that that was another thing they put a little bit of a, uh, a, 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 a pause in the camaraderie. Apparently, you can be sued for child support even if you are deceased. Mary Wyland, the ex-wife of late Stone Temple pilot singer Scott Wyland, 
is suing his estate for child support for her two teenage children. Mary, who is actually the head of the estate, said the kids depended on Scott's support, which was four grand a month. But since his death, she hasn't had access to the money and she wants his estate to continue the payments. Since Mary is the head of the estate, this is likely more about getting a judge to just sign off about it on it than about any specific objection. Maybe the death was unexpected and he didn't properly plan for it. Plan for yeah. it. You know. It could be, too. And the top 10 is set on American Idol. Last night, six singers from the show's top 14 were picked by America's Vote. The remaining eight had to sing their way in for one of the last four spots, which were filled by the judges. Here's Munhall native Gabby Barrett. The Frosties broken in the Gabby made it through to the next round. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. Top 10 going to be performing Disney songs this Sunday as they actually perform at Disneyland. So good for her. That's awesome. She sounded great there. Yeah. I never yeah, heard. She's got pipes. Never heard that song. But you know yeah. what it is? She's got like uh really good like character. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she, she's not. She totally is like not nervous, and yeah. she was like really cool a doing problem. the, uh, yeah, like th- that little kind of spoken part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's like has the actress. She has the, uh, you know what I mean? She's a yes. performer. Yeah, and then a lot of those people go up there and think they, well, I can sing. That must mean I'm good enough. It's like, nah, there's a lot that goes mm-hmm. into it. Windy and cooler rain in upper 50s today. It's 53 at DVE. It's the DVE morning show and. Uh, I'm excited about the uh, the, the the news uh, of Alice Cooper coming into town. First of all, I want to remind you about that DVE bringing Alice Cooper into town for a kick-ass Halloween party Friday, October 26th at Stage AE. It's an indoor show too. I mean, he usually oh, basically awesome. sells out outside, mm-hmm. which is twice as big. Uh, so this is an intimate Alice Cooper show. Forty-five dollar tickets. That's the other thing. That's a pretty good ticket price these days. $45 to see King Herod, <laughs> Alice Cooper on Halloween. And he still is awesome. I saw him last summer. Well, he, know, can, he still does a great show. I like that he has always kept his band very up to date. That is to say, they look like a, and sound like a very modern mm-hmm. band all the time. You know, sometimes these guys get bogged down in, like, uh, I don't know, an antiquated stage show, and he's all about the the uh, the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. He's always putting on very cool, progressive, uh, fun, badass, scary stage shows. Perfect yeah, it's, Halloween it's, party. Yeah, it's still very theatrical and. Back to the hundred dollar uh, lottery ticket. <laughs> I mean, Alice Cooper found an original Warhol. One Just of the crazy around, yeah. One of the crazy stories. He had an original Warhol like in his attic, 
and we talked with him about it uh, when uh, we interviewed him last fall. It was basically, I, I believe, three million dollars just sitting in his closet, and uh, he kind of had forgotten about it. I don't. Did we? Did he remember he bought it? Like what? <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We'll have to revisit. It's probably that. like one of those. I think I have one of those hanging around here somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, someone just sold their their Warhol for a lot of money. I huh. think I have one of those. As a matter of fact, I think it was more like ten million dollars too. By the way, yeah, I think it was like an insane amount of money. So, um, maybe that's why he's only charging forty five dollars a ticket. He's like, I'm rich. <laughs> it really doesn't matter to me. How about my buddy texted me last night? He goes, dude, Comedy Fest, now Alice Cooper for Halloween? <laughs> you guys are pulling out the big guns. On fire, baby. Does iHeart know about this? And I said, shh, it's all on credit. Don't yeah. tell them. <laughs> <laughs> they got enough on credit. Hey, by the way, Pittsburgh Penguins are slated to face the Washington Capitals. Here we go. Once Let's again. go. Ovi and company. So they have not set this uh, series schedule yet, correct? I haven't seen correct. anything this morning. All right. Mike Pursuta with more on that coming up. Plus, Coach Tomlin and Kevin Colbert talking to the media in anticipation of this Thursday's NFL entry draft. They always call it the entry draft. Why do they have to distinguish it? Is there another draft? The exit yes. draft? Yes, there is. Isn't there the supplement draft? And- oh, yeah, supplemental. Okay. Well, the entry there's the uh, the military draft. That's a different thing altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mike will have more on that coming up. It's and just it's a regular light draft. <laughs> it's just, it's just like a light an draft. House. Sure. Right. Mike will have uh, details on that. And it's so funny. They say the same thing every year. I could have done Kevin Colbert's press conference for him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> We're not drafting for need. Best player available. It's not too much of a reach, and it fits one of our needs. Great. Hey, you know, it works pretty good for them. So, Michael, I have details on that. Uh, plus, uh, I'll tell you about the big medical news of the day. Doctors have performed the first full penis and scrotum transplant. It's the DV Morning Show, and if you're here, well, maybe we're doomed. Because yesterday was the rapture. Did you know that? Mm, I didn't even get you guys. Third, yeah. Didn't get you guys anything. Um, biblical prophecy predicted the rapture would be April 23rd for a certain branch of evangelical Christianity. Has anybody checked on them? <laughs> <laughs> Revelation 12.1.2 describes the beginning. I don't know how you say that. Uh, describes the beginning of what is known as the rapture and the second coming of Christ. And a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet and on her head a crown of 12 stars she was pregnant and crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth in the woman in the passage the woman is represented as virgo which i think was prince's second wife according to me <laughs> the alignment represents the lion of the tribe of judah marking the rapture so numerologists were like april 23rd 2018, the moon appears under the feet of the constellation Virgo. That must mean the rapture. Um, yeah. So maybe some people were jettisoned up into eternal life uh, in heaven. And we are left down here 
to deal with the potholes. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. But either <laughs> well, at way. At least it's warmer. Yeah, that's true. Hellfire Brimstone in his near. Jesus coming back down here. Look at me. And walking on the horizon There's a zombie cocktail party on the street River rising, four horsemen arriving Directed ascension traffic Wreaking heavenly havoc The rapture Rapture All the ones who don't believe Are on the Hell Express Express away from me Help me up the ladder Rapture Sloth and sin and sex leaves you behind with all the rest. Jesus telling you to yield. The trumpets blow your feet is sealed. Don't forget me. I ain't been captured. For the rapture. Rapture. Don't you know Christians are going up, 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 up? The rest going down. Christ called your bluff, 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 bluff. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. And the next series is set for the Penguins. They know the opponent, at least. Uh, sports this hour brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. It will be the Pens and the Washington Capitals once again. The 11th career postseason meeting uh, between the two franchises. The Capitals punched their ticket to the second round last night with a resounding 6-3 to win in Columbus in Game 6 against the Blue Jackets. Alex Ovechkin's fourth of the playoffs. Broke a 1-1 tie at 12.50 of the second period. And then Ovechkin, his fifth of the playoffs on the power play at 18.23. On the power play, where do you think he scored that goal from? From the dot. Left circle. Left circle. What a rocket. Off the post and in. And uh, the Caps pretty much in command from there. Washington advances after losing the first two games of a series for the first time in franchise history. The first two games at home. You'll recall the Caps got beat in overtime in both of the first two Mm -hmm. games against the Blue Jackets. Then they won four consecutive games against a Columbus team that's not bad. Not great, but hard to play against. Mm -hmm. Got some dangerous components. That is attention getting to me that Washington was able to pull that off. And uh, I don't know if you guys watched any of that last night or not. but uh, I did. Eddie Olchick was talking about it uh, before they left uh, the arena. Uh, the character that showed and the heart that that showed and the grit that that showed to win that series the way the Caps did. And then uh, Keith Jones and Jeremy Roenick kind of seconded the motion on the postgame show. Keith Jones uh, is leaning to the Caps. One of these years you think it's got to go their way. You would think. I mean, it's, you know, the old history, not prophecy thing. It's 9-1 Penguins. They've won seven series in a row. And uh, if you're into hmm. symmetry, every year that the Penguins have won the Stanley Cup, they have had to go through the Capitals at some point to do it. Uh, 1991, beat them in five in the Patrick Division Finals after dropping the first game, won four in a row. 1992, uh, 
Patrick Division semifinals. Penguins were behind three games to one and rallied furiously and won three straight. 2009, Pittsburgh in seven after trailing the series two games to none. That was the year they won game three at home in overtime on a crystal tangle that I think hit two people on the way in. <laughs> uh, 2016, Penns in six after dropping the first game. And last year, the Penguins had a 3-1 to one lead, and then the Caps ended up winning two to force a game seven. They go to Washington, Ovechkin hits the shaft, a flurry stick, and the rest is Stanley Cup history. It's going to be a hell of a matchup. No doubt about it. Looking forward to it. I'm terrified. Kind of. Washington uh, started with uh, Philip Grubauer in net rather, gonna say. Than, rather than uh, Braden Holtby, but they went to Holtby in game two, and after that it was all caps. And uh, the Columbus power play went 0 for 17 against Holtby. Oh, wow. In the series. Wow. And that's how the Penguins are going to win. You would think. I would I would think. Yeah. The power play for the Penguins, uh, you know, counting the <coughs> overtime and shootout stuff, which ultimately does produce a result. In, in ga- they, There were 36 games this year where they did not score a power play goal, and they were 15-21 and 21 in those games. Oof. So for all their firepower and depth and balance, they need the power play. They, they, it's not an option for it not to score. And I think you got a little little uh, peek at how important it is in that Philadelphia series when they had a chance to basically put the Flyers away late in the second period of game five, leading two to one at home. And they failed on a power play, and then they gave up a shorthanded goal on a subsequent power play, ended up losing that game. And then Sunday, that ridiculous turnover, and the Flyers got a goal five seconds after a power play expired, a, kind of a de facto shorthanded goal. That, that stuff can't happen. And Washington got another shorty last night, by the way. Mm-hmm. We definitely can't let that happen. I mean, yeah. the Penguins have to learn from the lessons of the uh, of the Flyer series. Yeah, you would hope. Cannot, uh, if you don't learn from the past in this one. And also, you know, I thought the Penguins did a lot of good things for the majority of the Flyer series. But when they when they kind of stumbled, uh, we took, we just talked about the power play and the taking of retaliation penalties. You, you are just asking for trouble. Uh, sometimes that costs you a power play. Sometimes they call the second guy, the retali- retaliation Sometimes guy. they call the second guy and decide to call one on you also because they should have <laughs> called one on you yeah. a minute ago. But sometimes they just call the second guy and not the first guy. Right. You know, the Penguins penalty kill was iffy in the regular season, kind of got it together toward the end, did very well against Philadelphia, but how many opportunities do you want to give Ovechkin from the left circle? Hey, all he has to do, all Sullivan needs to do is point to Jake Gensel getting punched in the face to start the third period, well, getting up and scoring. Yep, that's that's the way you do it. Uh, we shall see. Uh, in the other game, uh, Toronto has forced a game seven against Boston. The Maple Leafs win 3-1 to one in Toronto. The Bruins got the first goal early in the second, but the Leafs counter uh, William Nylander and Mitch Marner and then uh, Thomas Placanic into an empty net. Freddie Anderson uh, of Toronto has been the story. He was outstanding in Game 5. He stole Game 5 in Boston. And then last night in Game 6, 17 shots by Boston in the first period. Anderson stopped every one of them. And after that, the Leafs really got it together and uh, played a sound structured game. They only gave up seven shots in the third period. Only two or three really good looks for Boston while Toronto was hanging on to that lead. 
Who had that? Not me. I, Bruins ran him out of the building the first oh my couple God. of games. It was the first two games. It looked like it was going to be a sweep. Yeah. Now they are going to Game Seven. That'll be Wednesday night. Boy, Toronto really looked like a Mike Babcock team last night. They just suffocated you. The longer that went, Burr was bitching about the uh, about the Leafs diving last night. No embellishment calls. Yeah. Yeah, they got away with one on the empty netter, too. There was uh, an obvious interference. It was basically sweep left. The guy had the puck. Granick had the puck. And David Backus got wiped out, and then he had a path to the open Just net. A, yeah. Let's, well, you know, it's last minute, so we're not going to call a penalty because, you know. No. It's, it's the last minute. I told you that that terrified me when Schultz, I don't know who he cross-checked, but he got somebody with about a minute left. Yeah, like, you know, he's been around long enough now. He knows what you can get away with. <laughs> he knows how they call these things, or, or don't. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a real fun series, Washington Pittsburgh. I, I mean, we have owned them in the postseason. We have been the stumbling block to Ovi getting that championship yeah. finally. Yes, we're in Holtby's head. I think. I think I heard last night the Capitals are in the second round for the seventh time in nine years, which is pretty good for yeah. Mere mortal franchises. Everybody talks about them being playoff chokers. They, just, they can't beat the Penguins. Right. In any, yeah, that in statistic any really drops off could, when you factor in the third round yeah. of the playoffs. <laughs> or the second, whatever it is. Well, last year couldn't have been more exciting. The Penguins Capital Series. Yeah. Washington kind of has a little bit of an underdog feel to it this year, too. They, even though the Caps won the, the Metro Division, I think after last year, the vast majority of observers – Finally said, all right, these guys are never going to do it, so they're off the radar. They're just mm-hmm. – they'll do what they do in the regular season and then take a, take a quick foray into the playoffs, check out, and the real contenders will play. But Was it last year that Niskanen cross-checked Crosby and took him out? Right in the crease, cross-checked him in the face? I think it was last year. Yeah. I think it was last year. Knocked him out yeah. for a game? It was, it was a recent year. Yeah, they're all blending together. It was one of the cup years. One of the five. Yeah. Which one? Can you be more specific? You want to talk Steelers after the break? Oh, we, gee, we got there already? Yeah. Well, we, you know, we're so so excited about having... about the Caps. Uh, yeah, we could do that. Learn about uh, the Geico Caveman coming back into town on skates. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what Coach Tomlin and... Uh, Kevin Colbert had to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers draft. Pretty much the same stuff they've said. Every yeah. single year. I could have done this press conference for him. You could have. It but would have been a little more entertaining, I'm guessing. A little uh, illuminating uh, concerning Bud Dupree anyway. So, all right. We'll hear what they had to say when we come back. DVE. Yeah, it's the DVE morning show. Your home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lots of hockey talk, of course, as we now know that the Penguins will be taking on the Washington Capitals in the next round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But Steelers news. There's a draft this Thursday, folks. There are fresh pickings. By the way, it's not the entry draft. You got that confused with hockey. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hockey has an entry draft. What? What's the? Is it just a the draft. distinguish between the NFL draft? No, but why do they call it the entry draft? Uh, it's one of those stupid Canadian and, things okay. that it's, it's the NFL is not the entry draft. Okay, so it's hockey. NHL is entry draft. Yes, NFL is just regular old draft because that's what it is. The regular old draft. And uh, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert talking about that yesterday. When I say talking about it, make that gesture where you... Yeah, quotes in the air. Do the air quote marks because... Uh, uh, I'm not going to say anything. It's the same non, uh, mm-hmm. non-news non uh, 
diatribe that we've heard for years and years. Was a little bit of news yesterday. Uh, the Steelers announcing shortly after we got off the air that they have picked up the uh, fifth-year option for Bud Dupree, the 22nd overall pick in 2018. According to Jerry D and the PG, uh, Dupree will be pl- paid the average salary of the third through 25th players at his position in 2019, or $9.3 million. So uh, good work for Bud Dupree. And uh, Kevin Colbert said yesterday that the Steelers picked up that fifth-year option enthusiastically. As you were made aware earlier this morning, we exercised the the fifth-year option on Bud Dupree. Um, We're excited about where Bud can be in these next two years, and we had no hesitation in making that move when we did it. Yeah, he's he's a good young developing player. Uh, they have other need. You know, you can't just keep drafting outside linebackers every other year, right? He's shown flashes. Right? Yes, he has. And you know, part of what they did statistically last year uh, took some numbers away from the outside linebackers. They're not the the pass rush all the time on passing right. downs guys they used to be. So, um, you know, the defense was pretty good. It was getting better. It was developing last year until Ryan Chazier got hurt. And after he went out, they couldn't stop the run, and it degenerated quickly. So what do you do Thursday? You go down to the Chazier store, and, and you get another Ryan Chazier. Here's uh, Mike Tomlin. Here's Kevin Colbert, excuse me. It's a, uh, a good class. You know, there's – and the, the inside linebackers are changing – as the college game has changed. There's probably more kids available in this draft, not just unique to the inside linebacker position, but all defensive and even some of the offensive positions where they maybe do one thing really well. Maybe they rush the passer better than they they cover. Maybe they're better zone droppers than they are man defenders. Um, Very few of them are really what you say, four down type players. Some of them are two down, some of them are three. And some of them are one-down players. They might only be special teamers, but they'll be on your team because you have those kind of kids making up your whole roster. So I think the inside linebacker position has changed, and there's probably more specialist-type guys available than the unique top players. So there is a Shazier store, but as it turns out, it's like Hmm. the supermarket in Moscow. There's like two steaks and 5,000 people <laughs> waiting in line. There's not many available. A lot of special, you know, you're a run guy, you're a pass right. guy, you're a rush the passer guy, you're a coverage guy. High demand, not a lot of supply. Mike Tomlin actually said he's okay with that yesterday because the NFL's been that way for a long time, and he said college is becoming more specialized, so you're getting a better feel for how good the guys are at their special skill. And he thinks you know he can work with that. Just you know, let him know what the guy does, and he'll mm-hmm. figure out how to use them. Right. But, you know, I think they need that three-down linebacker, the guy who can play in run situations and in pass situations and play really well. And there's a couple of those guys out there. The wild card, I think, is the kid from – I don't know how much you guys have uh, perused the pre-draft I haven't a ton yet. There is uh, an inside linebacker from Boise State named Leighton Vander Esch who uh, there's some concerns. Uh, some people think he's got a neck issue. Some people do not. <laughs> and this seems to be something a doctor would be able to help out well, with. No, what does he say? An MRI. <laughs> My neck's fine. I mean, it's a difference. Some teams, you know, are willing to assume a certain amount of medical risk. Others are not. Well, a lot of people said that Jarvis's issue was the stenosis that right. didn't allow him to get the leverage necessary to be an effective well, I don't think I, he stayed healthy. I just think he wasn't very good. 
but the Steelers did they did pick him and there was <laughs> there were questions about Jarvis Jones the Steelers picked him Heath Miller fell in their lap because he had sports hernia surgery after his last season at Virginia and people were concerned about when he was going to be ready and how he was going to come back from that Boy, was he a horse. And he oh fell. If, I, if he's healthy coming out of UVA, I don't think the Steelers ever get him. Now, with the with the Boise State kid. Let's hope he gets a hernia. The Steelers are not <laughs> usually willing to go non-Power 5 school on their first pick. They, you know, they like mm. the big boys. Um, and this kid also it was only a one-year starter. <laughs> but boy, does he have a tape. I picture the Steelers picking him, and then they flash to his like living room party, and he's just in a halo. He's like, yes! <laughs> huge neck brace. I can't wait to show up for you guys. Yeah. But, you know, you got that kid, or, or is he going to fall farther than, right. than he otherwise would not? And with all the quarterback talk, you know, the, the uh, Steelers aren't going to pick a quarterback on the first round, I don't suspect. So five or six of them go... Then there's five or six position players that might, you know, one of those guys might be available to the Steelers uh, when he otherwise would not have been. So we'll see. 28th pick overall. First, second, and third round. Two in the fifth and two in the seventh. Pirates hosting the Tigers tonight at PNC Park. Jordan Zimmerman against Chad Cool. Bucks uh, have hit a little bit of a tailspin. They've lost four in a row and six out of seven. A Jay Hay injury seems to be wreaking havoc, huh? Well, they're not. Nobody's hitting. They get run into uh, a Philadelphia pitching staff that uh, is doing really well and uh, did very little with it in four straight over the weekend. Why did the Pirates try to get Arietta? Because he costs money, Randy. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yep. So you can go to the Arietta store, but it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I heard he has neck issues. <laughs> right. I heard he's taking something for that. Yeah. Yeah, he probably has some supplements. <laughs> Steroids. Bucks are twelve and ten overall. Game and a half out. <laughs> steroids are great for neck issues. I know. Issues. Uh, great. I want the guy on steroids. Actually, I want them to get the good guy on steroids who hasn't got caught yet, or isn't about to get caught, or isn't suspected. Yeah. They had the guy last year, but he that's, got caught. That's right. And he was terrible for eighty online. games. Yeah. And he was lousy when he came back. Right. So that was a poor purchase. Yeah, this it. stuff's available. You just got to be a smart shopper. I tell you, the uh, the <laughs> thing that was really frustrating about Marte's bust was like he was using the dumbest, oldest steroids available. Like we couldn't even get the good steroids for him. At least get yeah. the new stuff. We were buying it, that on the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> he was using the getting mo- the Androstein Dione that yeah. uh, McGuire was using. That's what, in they, that's what he had. He was doing the old school uh, injections. And he's like, no, I wasn't. And they're like, yeah. there's some hypodermic needles he in your locker. He slipped and fell on a needle. It was, <laughs> it was like the Seinfeld episode, the Fusilli Jerry. And he did yeah, one in a million <laughs> shot. And he didn't even need to do it. That's what pisses me off about Marte, too. Well, they told him he wanted some more power. And- well, you want power? I get you power. And they come into his locker and just put a bunch of steroids in it. And they go, now don't do anything dumb. Yeah, but Slowly back so away. we need you to get a lot stronger. Don't be stupid. Okay, good to see you. So you want me to lift a lot of weights? Be better next year. No, we want you to be a lot stronger next week. We're playing <laughs> the Cardinals. I've had this discussion a million times, though. It's the Ichiro's, the Nomar bodies, those guys, the life. Aren't they more fun like, to watch? Flexible guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean if you, you don't get one... as much power from them, yeah. but like they're better at athletes. It used to be your lineup. You had about six baseball players. 
you know, guys that could run, throw, steal, hit, right. catch. Maybe a couple of strikeout or hit it to the moon guys, and your catcher was just a catcher who couldn't really do much of anything else and didn't look like an athlete. Right. <laughs> he didn't look like an athlete for so long. Most guys. Thank you, Lavalier. Not, not Johnny Bench, but yeah, Lavalier is a, is a good example. Yeah. Out of uh, that steroid era, I always tell people, like, Griffey was my favorite to watch. And I knew he wasn't on steroids because he got hurt. He was hurt a lot. Enough where if somebody was on steroids, right. they could just take steroids and not be hurt. Oh, man. The steroid era disappointed me, but I got to tell you a story. From 91 or 92, the Penguins were in Boston in the playoffs, and I was able to get tickets to Fenway to see the A's and the Red Sox. Second row behind the visitors on deck circle. They were okay. actually Scotty Bowman's tickets. Nice. He's walking through the hotel lobby. He says, hey, you want to go to the game? And they just took off. Oh, that's awesome. McGuire and Canseco were on the A's. And oh, man. Batting practice. They're warming up. They're, they're stretching with about eight bats in each hand and, you know, doing the rotating them <laughs> over their head. And then they just get in a cage. And assault the baseball. And I, I can't believe that Sitko sign's still there, you know? I saw <laughs> These guys, they look like cartoon characters. Yeah. And they hit the ball like it was a superhero movie. I saw Conseco at Fenway Park when he was playing for the Blue Jays. He hit one that hit the Coke bottle. And it, it went, it was like, it was the quickest home run I yeah. ever saw in my life. You heard the sound of the bat hitting the ball, and then it was bouncing off of the Coke bottle like that quick. <laughs> like, bam, boom, boom. And the and Fenway was completely silent. Everyone's like, holy yeah. crap. Is that guy <laughs> human? Just see what he just did there? Oh, my God. There is something about a ball that's crushed. Oh, yeah. When he just hit it on the sweet spot and it keeps going. Oh, God, I know it's hockey season still, but, boy, I'm... I'm about to turn. I've watched a lot of baseball. So turn the corner onto some baseball. I've watched a lot of sports basically the last thirty years. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is the second best time for sports. Fifty years. The best time for sports is really (laughs) in I think October. Like that to me is the best time. Yeah, college football and football in full swing, and the baseball playoffs. Hockey's just beginning. That's my favorite time. But this is a close second. Yeah. Plus, you got the ponies are coming up too. Yeah, it didn't do too much for me. I don't, you know. Yeah, yeah it is. That's just I'm a, a, you know, three just t- a reason to drink, and I, I mean, got It's kind of like church. I'm a three times a year guy. Right. <laughs> Val's got news coming up next. What do you got? <laughs> We're going to talk about the worst revenge people have gotten on coworkers. Also, medical breakthrough. The first full penis scrotum transplant was performed successfully yesterday, and we'll check in on uh, that situation, which... I, I don't know if that'll become elective going forward, if that's something you can do. I'd like to opt out of mine. Right. right. I'm not sure. but um, Transplant? Transplant. Fully functional. The whole thing. The right. whole package. The whole kit and caboodle. So we switching teams here or... No. What do you no. mean? No, no it's like, a transplant. Transplant. Not, not an addition. It, this is a, like an uh, like a military vet, right? Yeah, that, that guy was injured. Who lost. And, oh, okay. And they gave him somebody else's, and it works. It's pretty crazy. I know. It's you know you want to joke about it, but uh, no, also, I, was, I was. It's awesome. I didn't in want a, to joke a, about it I in was a weird way. Quizzical. <laughs> I know. There are a lot of questions. Well, well, we'll entertain all of those questions, for there are many when we uh, come back. And Val has your news next, Stevie. 
An explosive report details allegations against Missouri's governor in lurid detail. The report comes from a special state committee and deals with testimony from Governor Eric Greeton's mistress. According to the report, she says he took her to the basement, taped her hands to pull-up rings, blindfolded her, pulled her pants down to her ankles. She said she then huh? she then heard a phone camera and uh, saw a flash and that he threatened to distribute the picture if she mentioned his name. You know... Courting has really changed. <laughs> Is that Pilates? <laughs> I, I think so, yeah. That's Pilates. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Well, we know who the Penguins are going to be playing going forward once again. Ovechkin and the Capitals. Ovi. We have to go through Ovi. Ovi's a douche. Now, every year the, the they've won, they've gone through the Capitals. Something to consider. In each of their five cup runs, they've beaten the Capitals on the way to winning Lord Stanley. So, once again, we are the Patriots to their Steelers. <laughs> we are the stumbling block to Ovechkin getting a championship. And in a lot of people's eyes, legitimizing him, a la Dan Marino, as a true elite NHL star. Which, I mean, look, he's one of the best that ever played the game. He had the game... He had the game on his stick last night. Elimination game, two goals. But you gotta, you gotta come through against the Penguins if you're Ovi this time. And uh, hey, maybe this is the best opportunity they've had in a while. Defensively, the Penguins aren't as strong as they've been in the past. We shall see more on that coming up. But I'm they glad have it's all them. Our defenders. I'm glad it's them. <laughs> I'm glad it's the Capitals. You know, I didn't want any. I hate the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I kind of hate the Blue Jackets, too. And I hate the Capitals. It works out well, then. Bill, plenty of hate to generate for the next round of the playoffs. We're going to be talking Steelers with Missy Matthews, too. Coach Tomlin and Kevin Colbert speaking with the media in anticipation of Thursday's NFL draft, which is in Dallas, I believe. Down in Dally. Jerry's house. Down there in Jerry's house. Site of the worst Steelers Super Bowl of all time. Ever. God, that was terrible. Not only was there the the pick six to start it, the fumble from uh, Rashard Mendenballs. Before you even get to the game, if the, you if the, you got in the seating, the seating was messed up. It was the whole town was frozen over. It was a complete disaster. But at any rate, hopefully the draft goes better for the Steelers this Thursday. Is that where you got Legionnaires' disease? It is where I got Legionnaires' disease. Caliendo's like you look white as a ghost. I'm like I think we're gonna vomit. And he said, what did you eat this morning? And I was like, I made coffee in my instant coffee maker in my room. And he was like, oh, my God, what a rookie move. Meanwhile, I knew this. I don't even know why I didn't think about it. They never clean those things. No. It's just bacteria sitting in there. Two days throwing up. The filter for those coffees is like a Japanese man's underwear. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered where you were going with that. A Jap. 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 I don't know. I didn't know where I was going with that. <laughs> it's just some some Japanese guy's underwear. Oh, those that, that's where those are. All right. Mm-hmm. I knew I'd put those somewhere. Val's got news. She's waiting patiently to tell us about the first. I'm actually penis working. Scrotum. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get everything together here. For oh, you working? O'clock. I thought you were like, yeah, I'm working while you guys no, 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 no. are over here. I'm still trying to get this newscast. Oh, ready. so it was good that we were stalling for you <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. What's going on? Your computer messed yeah, up. Uh, no, I just uh, just reading a lot of stuff this morning. 
Breaking news. A lot of extra stuff today. But uh, here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. It's 51 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Golden Oak Lending. Former President George H.W. Bush is in the intensive care unit at a Houston hospital. The 93-year-old Bush is being treated for an infection that spread to his blood. A statement from his spokesperson says the 41st president was admitted to Houston Methodist Hospital Sunday morning and is uh, said to be responding to treatment. Bush attended funeral services for his wife, Barbara, the day before. It always happens, right? Couples who've been married forever, they usually die very close to one another. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's a remarkably long marriage. Yes. What, 73 years? Yeah. I was shocked that that he outlived her. I thought he was going to be the first to go. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, in any case, it's something we've seen a whole bunch of times before. And everyone's like, oh, it's so sad. And I kept thinking, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's sad. If he, you know, if he passed away. He's ready to go. Yeah. He might be like, yeah, you know, they're big believers in the afterlife. And he mm-hmm. just wants to go to the party with her. It's probably hard for the grandkids, you know. That's that's where it, that's who it's hard for. Closing arguments are set to begin today in Bill Cosby's retrial on sexual assault charges. The defense rested yesterday. The 80-year-old Cosby is accused of drugging and molesting Temple University Athletic Department staffer Andrea Constant at his suburban Philly home in 2004. Cosby says Constant consented to sexual contact. Cosby's first trial last year ended in a mistrial when jurors could not reach a verdict after five days of deliberations. If Cosby is found guilty, he could be sent to prison for as long as 30 years. It is amazing to me that this all started because Hannibal Burris mentioned it on stage. Yeah. Like when you guys, it had already been a news story 10 it, years before. But yeah, it hit. It, the reason he mentioned it, it wasn't because it was a secret. It was just because people were choosing to not think about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember the when this originally happened, I remember us talking about it on the air. Yeah, and I think that everybody had the same sentiment, like, oh, there can't be much merit to this, right? I mean, he's such an upstanding member of society. Or even if it was, you know, nobody would even imagine to the extent that no. it... Like maybe what is he, it, 40 women? How many women have... It's about that many at this point. Yeah, the extent, the severity, all of that. Like, you know, I think because he was Bill Cosby, everybody wants to rationalize it. And yeah. when was the first story? Like the early 2000s? I think it was late For, 90s, wasn't it? No, it was because I it was when I was on the show. Okay. So well, that's 17 years, probably early 2000s, yeah. Something like that. It's crazy. Yep. Um, I hesitate to do this story because I'm afraid it's going to backfire. And maybe it won't because I'm only reporting it. I I didn't do it. You know how superstitious I am once the hockey playoffs start. I was start. just going to say, is this a hockey-related yes. story? Uh, a channel on many websites, Channel 11's website is where I got the info. The Patrick T. Lanigan Funeral Home printed... Uh, funeral prayer cards for the Flyers after the Penguins eliminated them on Sunday. A Facebook post read, help us send our condolences to the Philadelphia Flyers and their fans with these custom prayer cards memorializing their run in the 2018 Stanley Cup playoffs. Share for all your friends in Philly. And the prayer cards look like, you know, the prayer cards you get at the funeral home. So you, what part of it says your season is now over. It's time to take a rest. Once again, the Pens have proven that Pittsburgh is the best. You know, I... Uh, it's all in good fun, but again, I'm very superstitious. It's not saying we won the cup again. It's just 
trashing the Flyers. And these guys put pictures of Sidney Crosby in the urinals. And look they th- what it did to them. And they th- <laughs> threw full beers at the team after they got eliminated. That may or may not have been filled with beer. You're not taking a shot at your next appoint- opponent there. You're I just know. going at the I'm, guys you already went at. I'm just saying. I'm superstitious. Yeah, I think you're all right on this. I think we're all right. All right. I mean... It would suck if you went to visit your grandmother and then you accidentally got a Flyers card. You know, for a second, you might be like, really? Come on, guys. Uh, Wait a second. Then again, you know, what better representation of Pittsburgh than to have the funeral homes getting in on the... uh... (laughs) Why am I getting this card with a watercolor cross on it? (laughs) I'm so sorry about your grandmother. Jags. Claude. What? (laughs) And an incredible story. Surgeons at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore say they've completed the world's first successful transplant involving a total penis, scrotum, and abdominal wall. Woo! (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll applaud that. It's a medical miracle. Finally, Uh, the whole kit. The recipient. That was it. The whole kit and caboodle. Right. (laughs) You got the caboodles in there, too. You got both. Uh, The recipient is a combat soldier badly injured by an IED blast in Afghanistan. He's recovered from the 14-hour surgery that happened in March. He could be released from the hospital this week. Doctors say they're hopeful they've been able to restore near-normal urinary and sexual function for the young man. Uh, He wishes to remain anonymous. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Pretty spectacular. That's unbelievable. Yeah, the soldier feels like, uh, he said, quote, when I first woke up, I felt finally more normal with a level of confidence as well. Confidence, like finally I'm okay now, end quote. God, it's you got to be nerve-wracking the first time you take that thing out for a spin. Right. You probably want to practice on yourself first. Well, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I mean, it. Uh, you just really hope... It's a good fit with the team, you know? Yep. That's yep. all. You just hope it's a good locker room guy. Yeah. You hope all of that. Just But if it isn't, then you can totally not have ownership of it. That's like tr- this isn't mine. Right. I'm sorry. It's got a mind of its own. <laughs> I, I apologize. Now, if it had been my original set, right. you would have loved this exchange yeah. we just had. Nothing we can do about it right now. But like on a non joke front. You know, the, the the fact that that guy is able to, like, have any sense of normalcy after what he's gone through. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Yeah. It is. It's, it, a, it's a wonderful gift. It may end guy. up, though, that we they get so good at this, like they do with a lot of medical procedures, that it will be a, uh, hey, come see our catalog of available <laughs> penis and scrotums for you. Well, that was my next question. How much of a preview do you get? And do you get to choose? I don't think you choose. I think yeah, you. Yeah, it's probably one of those. Hey, like, we got uh, this one. Yeah, like it or lump it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Can I like it and lump it? <laughs> like it or stump it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, Good for them. Yeah. Good yeah. for that guy. No, combat that's incredible. Vet. This is probably you know. There's probably a lot of combat vets. Who are right now, you know, in the era of the IED yeah. and all these people that have survived these explosions. This is great news for these guys. Absolutely. In a lot of ways. You have to have the same blood type. Is it same skin color as I well? Or what? How do we do that? I don't think so. Okay. That doesn't matter. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Multicolor, <laughs> you're saying. Multicolor. You should be like Neapolitan. Yeah. I'm chocolate from the waist down. There you go. 
Uh, and in music news, it was announced yesterday Live Nation is celebrating National Concert Week starting this Monday at 8 a.m. and continuing through Tuesday, May 8th at 11.59 p.m. Get $20 all-in tickets for over 30 concerts here in Pittsburgh. To kick off the week celebrating the upcoming summer concert series, Live Nation will be holding a special event in New York City featuring dozens of their touring artists, including Counting Crows' Adam Duritz, Ann Wilson, Mick Jones of Foreigner, Paul Rogers, Styx and Whitesnake, among others. And locally, to kick it off, Live Nation will be teaming up with Doce Taqueria's Taco Truck to oh. provide fans with an opportunity to get those $20 tickets in person. The mobile box office will be at several locations throughout National Concert Week, again starting Monday. A full map of locations and details on tickets and tacos will be released this week on Live Nation Pittsburgh social media. Some of the shows you can get here in Pittsburgh, uh, those $20 tickets for include Bush, Stone Temple Pilots, and The Cult July 21st, Chicago and REO Speedwagon July 28th, Counting Crows and Live August 30th, Def Leppard and Journey on June 2nd, Foreigner Whitesnake and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Evening on June 27th, and Skinnerd on August 25th. That's not the full list. There's a lot more, but... And that's their uh, farewell tour. Skinnerd, yes. Yeah. Dolce Taqueria, by the way, those are the best tacos in town. Really? Oh, my God, dude. I go there and crush them. They're, seriously, that place, you belly up. It's got, the you know, just enough seats to eat and get out of there mm-hmm. while people are waiting in line. They do the, uh, also, they have Bucko Taco. They got, like, the Frito bag. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't call it the Bucko Taco, but it's. But um, everybody knows it's the Bucko yeah, Taco. Yeah, but the, the, oh, I highly recommend it. If you haven't had those tacos yet, check, get that to that truck. Or go check out their store on uh, 14th and Carson. And congratulations are in order for The Rock and uh, his girlfriend. Uh, he uh, has now has his third daughter. A new baby girl born yesterday with his girlfriend, Lauren Hashian. Uh, he shared the news on Instagram with a photo of him and the baby named Tiana Gia Johnson. Uh, he wrote in the caption, he's proud to bring another strong girl into the world. The two are already parents to a two-year-old daughter, and he has a 16-year-old daughter with his ex-wife. Stan Lee is being sued by a massage therapist who claims the comic book legend rubbed his crotch on her. Yeah. TMZ says Maria Carballo is seeking more than $50,000 in damages. Lee's partner in January tells the gossip blog, Stanley is 95 years old, completely harmless, and is 100% innocent and design- denies any such false accusations. This is where Viagra has created a whole... This is the, half the problem with the world. Yep. He's supposed to be done. And now it's a thriller video every time he <laughs> uh, he goes to the masseuse. <laughs> a thriller video. <laughs> oh, God. I got to contend with the undead. Do, 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 do. He just goes with his hands <laughs> up like that. Yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> Windy and cooler today. Rain temperatures only in the upper 50s. It's 51 a DVE. Well, the Penguins are going to be facing the Washington Capitals. And in Columbus, they interviewed their fans leaving the game last night. It is what it is. At least we don't have to play Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? It's sad we don't, but Capitals have to. So good luck with them. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So awesome. Uh, That's hilarious. He kind of sounded a little Yinzerish. Yeah. Might have been a transplant. Who knows? Um, a full transplant? Full full penguin tra- <laughs> fan transplant. Jake Gensel was miked for the game. How oh. fortuitous is this? The it's Penguins the miked Gensel before his four-goal game in the elimination win over the Flyers. So 
First, I'll play you like his, the, the sound of, of his goal, the Mike Lang goal call here. Sets the play up for only matter. Shooting, where is it? It's loose in front of the goes off the goaltender and in. The Penguins have tied the game. Only matter shot it. Sidney Crosby looked up and said, it's in. And the Penguins have made it 4-4 to with less than a minute to go in this period. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's go, Hunt Moose on a Harley. Now listen to Gensel when he was mic'd up. Yes! <laughs> he sounds like a 12-year-old kid he really does. the whole time. This is after his second goal. Yeah! Whoa! That's two. That's two. That's two. Who was it? Who uh, Who is it on the Flyers after he scores his third one? He goes, you got to be kidding me. You got lucky on that one. For a check, maybe? Was it Drew? His, na- his voice sounded too like American or North American anyways to me. But at any rate, listen to him wooing after his hat trick. That's three. That's three. How do you like it? How great is that? How do you like me now? Oh. <laughs> He's the Daffy Duck on ice for crying out loud. <laughs> then he Kids gets out there having fun. His fourth goal. Listen to this one. The penguin should make a tickle me Gensel doll. Great job, as per usual, by the uh, Penguins crew there, getting uh, Jake mic'd up before that game. Mike Pursuta coming in next with your sports. Tremendous. It's Penn's Capital Sports next. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show, and it's Penn's Caps again. That it is. Sports this hour brought to you by Golden Oak Lending. The Penguins had been waiting since their elimination of the Philadelphia Flyers for the outcome of the Washington-Columbus series, and uh, they were waiting for the identity of their second-round opponent to be revealed. Uh, that happened last night. I'm John Carlson of the Washington Capitals. It's on. That was Caps defenseman John Carlson on one of those NHL promos that they're doing. Yeah. It's on is the phrase this year. It used to be history will be made. And they come up with something different every year. Something but, uh, dumb every year. Eh, I kind of like it. Uh, it's on? Yeah. Like it's on? It's on. Let's go. It is on. Pens and caps again. Everybody wanted this, right? It's kind of like Steelers Patriots 2.0. Let's go. It almost feels like that for them, certainly, they need it for it to be a legitimate run. We don't not we don't need it quite as much. Correct. Great call. Yeah. If, I mean, they're not going to turn down the cup. If, right. If they would have avoided the Penguins somehow and then gone on to win the cup, I'm sure they wouldn't have given it back, but... Uh, if they're going to do it, they want to do it by finally slaying the dragon, right? They want to yes. stop this Penguin stuff once and for all. The Penguins, conversely, uh, want to just do what they usually do when they win the Stanley Cup. What they've done all five times, they've won the Stanley Cup, and that's worked their way through Washington uh, in a playoff series. Uh, probably a lot of people on both sides anticipating this one. Give a listen to Alexander Ovechkin on the ice in Columbus after 
the Caps' 6-3 victory over the Blue Jackets last night with NBCSN's Joe Micheletti looking ahead. You got Pittsburgh coming up for the third year in a row. What do you think about the series coming up? Yeah, I can't wait. He pulled the Bart Scott. I can't wait. Out. Can't wait. Can't wait. Alex Ovechkin, not the only guy who can't wait. I can't wait either. It's going to be an unbelievable series. I think this Washington team is a little bit different than we've we've seen in the in the regular season. After losing the first two, they have tightened it up. They've uh, capitalized on their power plays. They've been able to hold on to tight leads, and uh, having their number one goaltender and Holpe in there, I think it just solidifies their confidence right now. Yeah, that was uh, Jeremy Roenick on the post game show on uh, NBCSN. A uh, little different path for the Caps this year. Yeah, they won the Metropolitan Division again, but they were not the President's Trophy winners. People weren't talking about them all year. There wasn't a lot of buzz about this team mm-hmm. all year. And uh, lo and behold, look how it works out. Washington loses the first two games at home in overtime and then becomes the first team in NHL history to win a best-of-seven series after losing games one or two at home in overtime. So all of a sudden, these aren't the uh, come-from-ahead Capitals uh, long ago christened by the great Tony Kornheiser as choking dogs in the Washington Post. <laughs> These guys got a little heart. At least they did against Columbus. Might have their goaltender situation figured out. Braden Holpe was the backup when uh, things started against the Blue Jackets, and he was put back in in Game 2 and pretty good thereafter. He was unstoppable last year. Wasn't he a Vesna, uh Finalist. Yeah, he's done that a couple times. And then we just... Dis- he's had some phenomenal regular seasons. And then... We're in his head. And also in his net. Didn't he have... Wasn't there uh, a tragedy or something? Did something happen last year in his family? I Can't feel remember. like he was dealing with a family tragedy at the same time. I don't know. I'll look, at, I'll look that up. But uh, in any case, uh, Penguins certainly have been a thorn in his side. Though he seems to have been able to shore things up in the net for the... For the uh, caps there after, yeah. but you know that's always a shaky situation to me though. When you're going into the end of the season on evening, it's like, hey, geez, we don't know what you got to go with now. Penguins seem to work it out last year. Yeah, it can be done. He they interviewed Holtby on the ice last night as well. Joe Micheletti did, and Holtby talked about when he got benched, he just put everything into practice, and he said he practiced to the point of exhaustion, and he worked on a lot of technical detail stuff that he really hasn't had a chance to for the last five years because he's played so many games. You know, the more you play, the less frequently you practice. You don't practice as hard. Right. So he said he kind of tried to make the best out of it, and uh, he thinks he got his game fine-tuned. We'll see. I like our chances. I like the Penguins, so I think it's going to be a harder series than Philly. Matt Murray didn't beat for him sure. last year. He did not. So I guess there's no hope, right? No, I'm pointing that out. No flurry, no chance. Just pointing it out. He's going to have to uh, face down Ovechkin. That shot from the dot, the circle, where he just blows you up every time on a power play. It is unbelievable. And it's uh, Earlier in the series I was watching, I forget what game it was, but uh, they actually cheated to Ovechkin, and that, that left Oshie open in the slot, and he buried one. Mm-hmm. So they're... Uh, you know, I guess the theory of all the teams that give Ovechkin that shot because you don't want to give a guy a shot in the middle, it's a higher percentage shot. Even though the guy on the wing has a better shot, people think they can stop it, and invariably they can't. Flyers made the Penguins pay for a lot of their mistakes. The Capitals will certainly do that. 
Yeah, I think it was. It, I don't think Mike Sullivan's disappointed in his coaching staff because they have a lot of stuff on tape to make corrections. Hey, hey can't do this, can't do this. Penguins, I, I give them a B minus in that Philly series in terms of getting to their game, playing the game the way they need to play it, and also the mental stuff, keeping it together. They they lost it a couple of times, not for extended stretches. Uh, they got it back. They did kill some big penalties, particularly in Game Six. And yeah, and and as uh, kind of unappealing as Game Six turned out to be from a, a coaching standpoint, if you're looking for technical expertise and shit, that, that game was all over the place. Mm-hmm. But they kept they kept coming back. They kept doing what needed to be done at the time. They were very resilient. Yeah, and fo- and you know, focused that way, and that's kind of who they are. Well, the poise came into play right to at the start of the third period. Getzel yeah. catches one in the jaw, gets up, and goes and scores. Just goes and scores. They're down one nothing early. The place is going crazy. Came back, made it two to one. Gave up the next three. Got it back at the end of the second period and got to the locker rooms tied, uh, and then kind of closed it out the way you want to see a team close it out. Sid, Ovi, this is. Uh... All eyes, all eyes will be on uh, this series once again. 2-2 in the regular season for what that's worth. Uh, the Caps won, uh, excuse me, the Pens won 3-2 in Washington and lost 4-1 on the road. Pittsburgh wins 7-4 here and loses 3-1 here. 13 goals for Washington, 12 for Pittsburgh. When's the last time they beat us in the postseason? 95. That's the only time. It's, uh, Penguins have won. Adam Oates era? or Penguins have won 9 out of 10. And seven in a row in the series. Wow. So that's a pretty good track record. It's history, not prophecy. Was that the Casparitis goal we knocked them out? Was that the Caps also? No, that was uh, Buffalo. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think for a minute that this affects the Capitals players a bit, the history. The history behind this all? But you'll be able to cut it with a knife at the arena. And the first time something goes oh, wrong yeah, the fans. for them, the, the fans are going to turn quickly. And Washington really needs stuff to go well at home to keep its crowd in it, I think. Because those people have been there, and they're expecting it right between the eyes again. You know they are. Well, didn't they not sell out the first game against the Blue Jackets? I don't know. I know the Blue Jackets didn't sell out last night. No way. What's really? up with the fifth line? Yeah, not showing up. <laughs> What's that all about? They went golfing early. The other uh, hockey game last night: uh, Toronto extended Boston to seven games with a three to one win. Great goaltending in the first period from Freddie Anderson, and then the Leafs just kind of wrapped their hands around that game and choked at home. They were uh, really good. Didn't give up much at all after the first period. I can't believe they extended that series. I'm to stunned. Seven. Interesting. Uh, the way the coaches handled it, we talked a little bit about John Tortorella of Columbus saying after Game 5 that they were coming back to Washington for Game 7. Well, no, you're not. Uh, Mike Babcock, who normally is uh, as smarmy as the day is long, he was the, the Leafs won uh, Game 5 in Boston. He was talking about how much they love clam chowder and they wanted to come back and get some more. But he was making a joke out of it. And then they won last night. He said, yeah, we get to go back and uh, have some chowder, chowder and then dig into Game 7. Oh, they're going to be throwing chowder at him. <laughs> Dude's gonna I be hope that's chowder. Covered in chowder. <laughs> God, I hope this is chowder. <laughs> you never know, as we talked about at length on Monday. We're gonna talk about the Steelers draft this Thursday with Missy Matthews next hour, eight forty five. Steelers TV's Missy Matthews will join us to talk about what Coach Tomlin and 
Kevin Colbert had to say yesterday to the media about the upcoming NFL draft this Thursday. Spoiler uh, spoiler alert, it's the same thing they always say. Yeah. We're not going to draft. You know, we feel, we feel really good about picking 28th. Yeah. Overall, <laughs> you know, it's a good position to be in. And we like that one outside linebacker, so we're going to keep him around. Yeah. Even though yeah. everyone else hates him. They picked up uh, the Bud Dupree fifth-year option. To the chagrin of many Steeler fans. Hey, you know, you got to develop guys at some point, too. You can't just change everything all the time. Right. Four years in. And he's had his moments. He's not, uh, yeah. this isn't Jarvis Jones. No. That's what a lot of Steeler fans a think. A lot of people. <laughs> they think. Go to the comments under the Post-Gazette oh, story about this, and it's just all. The greatest. Oh, good. We got another Jarvis on our hands. Let's Jarvis pay him more. 2.0. Hey, if you ends up throwing away money, throw some over my way. Billy Gardell joins us in the 9 a.m. hour. Now it begins. Mount up. It's the DVE Morning Show. Doc, what is it? I've got some great news. I'm on pins and needles over here, Doc. you got to tell me what's up. I have a penis and a scrotum for you. <gasps> I'm finally getting my transplant. All those years waiting for a donor, and we finally found the perfect match for you. Yes! I've been waiting for this day ever since my tragic subway turnstile accident. The D train was delayed over an hour that morning. I missed a Pilates class. Doc, you, you got to tell me. About the penis? In the scrotum. I need details, length, girth. Is it cute, or is it a burly fella's undercarriage? It, with a, it's it's a celebrity penis. A celebrity penis? Oh my God! Who mm -hmm. who died recently? Um, uh, Harry Anderson. Uh, oh, oh, the guy from Full Metal Jacket. Wait, wait a minute. Oh my God! It's not the guy who I think it is, is it? I think it might be. No freaking way! Yeah, Bruno Sammartini. Wait, what? What'd you say? Fern Troyer. You know, the actor. Mini-me? Mini-you. No, you, you gotta be kidding me. What? My wife is giving birth to three kids. It's gonna be like driving a Vespa through the Lincoln Tunnel. Well, this is a perfect match for you. If you turn down Vern Troyer's penis... And scrotum. And scrotum. I can't guarantee when the next match will be. Could be years. Could be never. You may never get another penis. And scrotum. And scrotum. Well, it's it's just been so long. I, I almost forgot what it's like to have a penis or a scrotum. I think I'm gonna wait for one that um, that I'm more comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I certainly understand your decision. I'll let you know if and when another good fit comes in. And hey, you've gone this long without a penis and a scrotum. What's the difference? Exactly. Okay, Mister Giroux, I'll be in touch. Oh, and sorry about your season coming to an end. Yeah, I, I really could have used that transplant before the uh, the Flyers played the Penguins. And the Pens have scored again, right back on the attack, and they're doing it all. It is Gensel again. Yeah, Jake Gensel leads the Pens past the Flyers, and now it's on to the Capitals. More on that with Mike Rasuda later this morning. Caps close out the Blue Jackets. We're still waiting to hear on the schedule, but it's Penn's Caps once again. Ben Halen, DVE. Yeah, it's the DVE morning show. Val, by 2020, China 
plans to give all of its 1.4 billion citizens a personal score based on how they behave. <laughs> I love now, this. Some would, ah, this, we, this is terrible. But I mean, in I, theory. In the, no, it's awful, but it would be great if you could do it at Steeler games. <laughs> I want to be in charge of games. assessing. What's, uh, what, what is your reward or punishment for good or well, bad scores? Well, you can't scores? travel. You're on lockdown if you have if bad, bad. scores. Yeah, so this is like <laughs> government oppression on a Black Mirror level here. There's actually a Black Mirror episode about this. It's not like you're grounded. Well, it kind of is your grounded. It is your grounded, but it's not like, oh, <laughs> you were uh, spray painting something. Now you can't travel. I think it's like you were dissenting against an oppressive government, oh. and now we're not letting oh. you go anywhere, which makes it less ha-ha-ha and more uh but let's just look at it as a funny thing for a second and think yeah. about uh, if you could do that. Oh, my God. I thought it was like if you took if you take your shoes off on an airplane and pick your toenails. <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> like you're you're done. Oh, that just gave me chills. People do it Ew. all the time. Oh, my feet God. Feet are disgusting, especially just men's nasty. feet. Oh, yeah. Women's feet are a real. Yeah. Those are they're like. Like guys have weird <laughs> long toes. Not all of them. Why'd you make direct eye contact with me when you said that? <laughs> and how do you know? Not all guys. Hashtag. Not all guys' feet. Do so you have... I got great feet. You got, I've been complimented <laughs> on my feet. Complimented. You have some, uh, some beautiful little piggies <laughs> not, over there? <laughs> I've not, uh, I'm not like pulled them out on a flight well, and like, made them. people Come look on, at now them. I gotta yeah, see right. We got to no, see them. The yeah, point is, is I wouldn't them. do that. I would be a, I'd have a great score in China with my feet. <laughs> Pull that second toe out. No, I gotta know. Not doing it. I'll show you my second toe. Yeah, Let's see him. You probably take your would. shoes off, dude. This it's is... so gnarly. Right. Trust me. I'm not. I'm not being like self-deprecating because it's funny. My toes are so long, it looks like I could perch on a branch. <laughs> <laughs> Hang I mean, upside down. Just, <laughs> I have the ugliest feet. When we were growing up, my dad's big toe was a terrifying <laughs> thing to us. We're like, man, look, he could probably like cut a ham with that. <laughs> I told this before, but when my dad got really old, he used to have to cut his toenails with tin snips. Oh, my God. Really? Like, what happens to men's toenails? I don't know. They, they get real thick. Is that, oh, yeah. Is that the dermophile or what is Dur the thing? Dermaphrodite? Right. No. Is it's... that the, the plague that gets under your toenails and make them like wooden toenails? No, it's just all the like cool man stuff coming out of your toe. <laughs> Bring in the hedge clippers. I need a men's I need a trim. Toenails do the same thing their eyebrows do. They just go crazy when they get old. Yeah, yeah. You can keep both of those under wraps, by the way. <laughs> Many don't. You know, a lot do not. It's no problem. Val's got yeah. What is that? The thickness of the toenail. I don't. Yeah. Know. It's. Look, if you want to start rating people based on their toenail hygiene, I'm okay with that. Like, people should not be allowed That's to fly. That's what I'm saying. But look, right now, 11 million people in China can't fly. Four million are banned from trains because of their behavior. I got to well, know what... settle I'm, down. Yes. You are a fascist. <laughs> I mean, I think we all are. <laughs> a little in bit. In our own world. A little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to be the one assessing this. The fascist of our own domain. Yes. Sure. No, if you scream F-bombs at a, at, a, at a Steeler game, you should lose a point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally and then okay once you get that. low enough, you're done. Yeah. You're out. You get in fights with people in, uh, at sporting events. You're grounded. Yeah. You lose points. I'm all right like, with that. But yeah. I, know, I have friends that have been banned from bars. It's kind of <laughs> the same thing. I've had, friend, I've had a few friends who get timeouts from a bar. Oh, yeah. You know what? 
big idea if you don't come back here for a long time. Last time you were in here, you made a mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay away. Oh, did you bring us new salt and pepper shakers? Because you threw the last ones <laughs> off the wall. What do you got going on, Val? We're going to talk about um, the different types of revenge people have gotten on coworkers. We're pretty awful people. Missy Matthew, that'll That's, knock you down a few points. Yeah, you You'd should. be stuck in Beijing for a year. Right. And the way you act around here, Val, your vindictive. <laughs> Stinky beef is We're, definitely minus one point. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> It's 51 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Dozens of people gathered, actually hundreds, that's a, quite an understatement, uh, yesterday for the final farewell to wrestling superstar Bruno San Martino. World Wrestling Entertainment owner Vince McMahon and daughter Stephanie McMahon were among those who attended yesterday's funeral at St. Sebastian Parish in Ross Township. San Martino died last Wednesday at the age of 82. He was the longtime champion of the WWF, now the WWE, and I read an article in the Post-Gazette about the funeral and it was commenting about his integrity and what a class act he was and a stand-up guy. And because of that, he turned down a guest role in Sopranos because he would have had to swear. Oh, wow. What? So he uh, he came on the show years ago and with, with Jimmy and I and told the whole story of his mom's escape. Mm-hmm. Pretty incredible. Oh, my God. God, his story was unlike anybody else's. I hope they make a movie out of it one mm-hmm. day. Like major I can't motion they picture. Haven't. Like Thomas Tall, this should be your next project. Mm-hmm. Because not I don't know that he's even been done justice for this generation to fully understand how big of a star he was. Was it 143 sellouts at No, Madison 187, Square? I think. I mean, it's, oh yeah. It's nuts. More than anybody. Absolutely nuts. And couldn't Just, have been a better, more upstanding guy through mm-hmm. all of it, which is a complete rarity. Yeah. And just the, the fr- from the beginnings, like I'm I'm obsessed with finding out more about his story over in Italy hiding from the Nazis. Oh, it's And, you know, surviving starvation and avoiding disease and being shot in the town square. It's harrowing. It is absolutely a harrowing account. Um, and if you've ever had a chance to hear it, I believe there are a couple podcasts where he's retold that story. And I don't know where our copy of that would be. It's probably lost in the archives. But uh, a truly great guy mm-hmm. and uh, a great amazing uh, human. Great guy for uh, another great Pittsburgher mm-hmm. to sort of uh, you know mm-hmm. attach ourselves to, like so many other that w- others that we celebrate. Hopefully, like there's the Mister Rogers wing. In the airport, hopefully mm-hmm. Bruno starts to get more of his due around here, too. Yep. So there is an outdoor club at Penn State, mm-hmm. but not anymore. Now it's an indoor club. The university has banned its near-century-old recreation club from going outside because it's too dangerous to be in the wilderness. They announced last week the university will no longer allow them to organize outdoor student-led trips starting next semester. Penn State has decided that Hiking, camping, and other outdoor activities they've done for the past hundred years are way too risky. One officer in the club said uh, they've been there for four years and didn't know of any injuries or maybe even a bee sting. That yeah, what's this about? Us. I uh, I took canoeing when I was at Penn State. Yeah, and I got paid to drive the van because I had work study, mm-hmm. and I I got paid to drive the van to and from where we canoed, and I got I think one credit. To go canoeing for like a month. Yeah. And I guarantee you, you're not allowed to do that now. Oh, I'm sure. It's not. out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No it was more pointless. canoeing. Yeah, I think I was there for intercession and I was like trying to just rack up some credits. I was taking like a 
four credit tax course, and I'm like, oh well, while I'm here, might as well I, I might as well canoe up. in the morning and, and get that out of the way. But now uh, you don't. Did have you that build option. friendships that lasted a lifetime? No, I don't keep in contact with any of my canoers. Oh. I tried. You didn't make the most of the opportunity. Yeah. Ah, you know how it is. Like, at that point, I think I, like, I was a senior in college and, like, I had my. Didn't care. Yeah, I, I knew who <laughs> I was going to hang out with. So. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but people make fun of boxed wine. It just occurred to me that maybe the canoe people were having big parties without me and I never got invited to anything. <laughs> Damn it. Well, now there are boxed liquors. You can get vodka, tequila, and whiskey so far. Right now they are on sale here in Pennsylvania and a few other states, but they are expected to expand to other states soon. I think people make fun of it because it's it just looks just a tad bit trashy. Box wine? Yeah. Box booze? Well, yeah, the, the you know, ask any... Uh, Woman over the age of 30, and she will sing the praises of the black box or whatever other in vogue box wine there is. You know, it's just as good as blah, 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 blah. It's basically the, the thing- female party ball. It is, but it, <laughs> it, but it lasts forever, and it becomes an economical thing because after well, a while, sure. you don't want to be cracking bottles of wine and then wasting some of the wine if you don't get to it. And these things stay fresh longer, right? right? I took a wine appreciation class. It was one of those adult community classes at CCAC. Did you make any they friends do. for life? No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> Did you guys the, ever go canoeing? The only thing I remember they said was don't let anybody tell you what wine you should like. Don't let them guilt you into thinking just because a bottle of wine is $40 or whatever is If way you like than the it. cheapest crap in the Everybody's store. Everybody's palate is different. Love that the, cheap crap. Same with art. Yes. I find that I really, my palate, I love that $7 stuff. <laughs> A seven dollar. Yeah, you can get Chianti. some good ones. <sighs> nice. Two buck Chuck is now seven bucks, isn't it? <laughs> Are your coworkers keeping you up at night? A new study found dealing with rude people at work can cause insomnia. Always thinking about your negative experiences at work keeps you up at night. A toxic work environment was also associated with health is- health issues like high blood pressure and heart disease. Just wondering probably- why I was having a hard time sleeping. <sighs> now I know. And speaking of work, a new survey found 44% of people have gotten revenge on a coworker for something they did. The 10 most, some of these are pretty awful. The 10 most common ways they've done that include making sure that person got worse tasks to do or fewer tasks to do. <laughs> they spread a bad rumor about the person. No. This one I don't. Can't do that. I don't understand how this is getting That's evil. Again. I mean, I think gossiping about something that's true. Oh, like, there's way worse stuff. Yeah. Uh, they quit their job in, quote, an unconventional way. I don't know how that is getting back at a coworker. I'll show them. Unless you I'll delete. become unemployed. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll poop on their desk. What? I'm <laughs> fired? Well. <laughs> I'll show you. Hiding, uh-huh. hiding the person's things? No, uh, I could see that. The, now, they. this is the bad one. They got them fired. Yeah, that's Whoa. really bad. They sabotaged their work. Tampered with their computer, ate their lunch. Val. Used private... I've never eaten anybody's lunch. Uh, used private info from their social media against them, and they deleted things from their computer. Deleting things from your computer, it doesn't sound like a lot. Maddening. Wait a minute. If you had oh, yeah, a document if, that was right. just deleted... Especially if it's a, the... Something you need? These are te- common things? These te- are all terrible... Those are the top ten activities. Top ten ways people got revenge on a coworker. 
That's not how you get revenge on a coworker. How do you get revenge on a coworker? Punching them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that kind of awful stuff. I don't know. What I, do I guess do? it depends on what the eat their lunch. What are you getting back at them for? It has to be something on the same level. They can't have taken know. your parking space and then you get them fired. <laughs> right. It has to be commensurate. You gotta, yeah. I'm guessing if you get them fired, there's a long list of things these people, this person has done that would warrant firing, not just, I want this person fired. Just they leave their phone unlocked and leave the room and you grab it and get, take, a, take a bunch of D-picks, <laughs> send them around the office. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to, Cheryl. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Want to ride around on a Harley all summer? All the companies looking for paid interns who will spend the summer riding motorcycles and sharing their experiences on social media. The Find Your Freedom Internship is a 12-week program for full-time interns to learn how to ride and be brand enthusiasts and talk it up on social media. You'll get a bike, uh, and uh, you get to keep the bike. Oh, Company wow. said this is the ideal situation for college juniors or seniors. Maybe some of those Penn State people who That's can't right. hike anymore <laughs> can do this. Uh, applications are being accepted through May 11th. Sales for the company have been down, and they announced uh, uh, they did announce in January they would close the Kansas City plant. We've uh, we're also busy these days. We have to use any free time to catch up on our favorite shows, but doing it while driving a bus full of tourists. Probably not the best time for binge watching. A bus driver in New York has been fired for watching TV on his cell phone while driving passengers to an outlet mall for a day of shopping. One passenger captured the driver on video and alerted the tour bus company. The company did see that video, which shows the driver's head swiveling between the road and the cell phone propped up on his left armrest. A spokesman for the company says the driver has been fired and the passenger who took the video has been given a full refund. More details have been released on the death of Vern Troyer. He reportedly had a very high amount of alcohol in his system before he died on Saturday. Case has been reported as a possible suicide. The L.A. County Coroner's Office says, uh, according to TMZ, the 49-year-old Austin Power Star told the 911 dispatcher and someone at the hospital he was suicidal when he called in distress with triple the .08 legal limit for driving, sources say Vern became unresponsive at the hospital. He was then transferred to another facility better suited to treat him. He was put on life support, but things went downhill fast, and they pulled the plug soon after. Yeah, poor dude. An autopsy has been completed, but they say toxicology uh, tests can take up to six weeks to uh, come back. And finally, while you wait to see highlights of this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, May 5th on HBO, you can relive moments from the previous four ceremonies with the release today of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert. It'll come out on DVD, Blu-ray, and digitally. The collection takes a look at the 2014, 15, 16, and 17 ceremonies, which saw the likes of Nirvana, Green Day, Pearl Jam, Peter Gabriel, Cat Stevens, Ringo Starr, Deep Purple, Chicago, ELO, Yes, Journey, and Cheap Trick inducted. Here is Robin Zander talking about today's release. It gives the history. It goes back and reminds you of all the people that have been inducted and all the ones that weren't inducted but were up for the induction. So it's going to kind of reignite that controversy of why is this called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, when half the people inducted aren't really rock and rollers. And that, I think, is healthy and really fun anyway. The digital version contains bonus performances from Alice Cooper, 
Donovan, Dr. John, Hart, Leon Russell, Russell, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and others. Windy and cooler today with rain. Temperatures only in the upper 50s. It's 51 at DVE. Val, uh, Culture Club is playing Stage AE outdoors in July. Somebody just told me that the other day. Culture Club. Yeah. Do you really want to hurt me? Carla, uh, Karma Chameleon. Mm-hmm. And what was their other big hit? T- time. I'll tumble like for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a I'll tumble for you. Yeah. They're touring with Thompson Twins. Wow. Hold That's me now. 80s. Dude. What else do the Let's Thompson go. Twins do? Do they have like one other hit? Yeah, I think they do. Spoiler alert. They're not twins, Bill. What? No, they don't resemble one another in any oh. way, shape, or form. Not related. King for a day. Don't remember. Thompson Twins. That was a good one. Don't remember that. You would. Nope. If I was king Don't for it. just one day. Uh, I remember now. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else? Lay your hands on me. Not the uh, Bon Jovi version, I don't think. That's what I had going in my head <laughs> just now. Let's go. Come on. No, I'm not going to do that. Why I, not? Yeah, I can't go to a concert for two songs. I yeah, can. what's your bare minimum? Because a lot of people went to see um, Rick Astley at Mr. Smalls last week, and that dude got two songs that everybody knows. What's the other one? So it's a real quick concert. Never going to give you up. Yeah. And the second one is, um, uh, it would take a strong, strong man. No. Angels on my side. No. Together forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Come on. This oh, my is God. Every it. one of his songs makes you do the Brick Astley dance. Yep. It is a pretty remarkable thing. It's Never the Bo Diddley beat of oh. 90s. Yeah. It just makes you do it right away. Well, the good news is is we've got a kick-ass concert coming up for you for our Halloween party this year. The one and only Alice Alice Cooper, baby. That's right. Alice Cooper is going to be playing the DVE Halloween party, a paranormal evening with Alice Cooper, Stage AE. It's indoors. He usually plays outside like Culture Club. This is going to be an awesome show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, well, tickets are only 45 bucks too. Alice is so rich from having that Andy Warhol print sitting <laughs> in his closet. Keeps ticket prices low. Uh, on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster in the Stage AE box office. Pre-sales Thursday, and uh, on, that's also through Ticketmaster. Password is North. To get your tickets on the pre-sale for that one. So, Alice Cooper coming back. So to town awesome for the DV Christmas or, or Halloween party. Hell of a party, I'll say. Think we can get mini kiss? It's a Friday night. They're playing a Jurgles. Same night? No. Maybe let's see what the date is on that. Get I think the Wayne's World costumes out. Buckethead played at Jurgles last night. Really? Yep. I saw Buckethead at the Bowery Ballroom one time with the Primus's. Uh, Rhythm section. It was one of the most bizarre, cool shows I ever saw. But he really does keep the bucket on his head the whole time. And I don't know how he plays that well like that. Hmm. All right. Are you looking that up? I am looking it up. I, I'm pretty sure it's a September date, but let me. We'll yeah. Mini Kiss is September 13th. All right. Mike Pursuit coming in next with your sports. The Pens next series set. And once again, Ovi and the Caps meet up with the Penguins. Third straight year. That uh, if Ovi wants the cup, he's got to get past the Penguins. He hasn't been able to do it yet. Mike with a preview of what's to come when we return on DVE. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. And Mike, it's Sid, Ovi, well, I guess Gino 
Sid, Ovi, or question mark Gino. Yeah, maybe Gino. Uh, it is Penn's Cap Sports this hour brought to you by Bobby Rahal. Uh, the Washington Capitals got it done in Columbus last night. 6-3 over the Blue Jackets in Game 6. That sets up a second-round meeting with the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Great 8, Alex Ovechkin, is looking forward, believe it or not, to another shot at the Penguins with great anticipation. You've got Pittsburgh coming up for the third year in a row. What do you think about the series coming up? Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, that was Ovechkin with... Joe Micheletti on the ice last night in Columbus. Not exactly no. Bart Scott, no. was it? No. Congratulations. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Yeah. That's, Can't wait. Yeah. You know, Ovi's heart was in the right place, but he's not Bart Scott. That was with uh, Sal Powell after the Jets had beaten the Patriots in the 2010 playoffs to set up a championship game meeting mm-hmm. with the Steelers. We know how that worked out, right? Yep. Be funny if Ovi was like, uh, actually, you know what? I could, I could wait. Wait, I could wait a little bit. I wish I had the rest. Pens have uh, played the Caps ten times in uh, the two franchises' postseason histories. Pittsburgh's nine and one. Ovechkin and Crosby have gone head to head three times. Sidney Crosby's team has won all three of those series. But Keith Jones on the post game last night on NBCSN hinted that uh, he suspects this time could, maybe, possibly, might be different. Holtby does look a little different, doesn't he? I, mean, like, I like the chip on the shoulder, Holtby. I think that could be the difference in the series. Uh, this is going to be interesting. The, the Capitals' history has been disastrous against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but there is a different feel. Uh, I don't feel as confident as I have in the past that the Penguins are going to beat the Capitals this year, and that's going out on a limb <laughs> because they never feel comfortable saying that. I, I was there. I was there the only time that we beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, and that was no easy task. That was back in the days of Mario. So now you're dealing with Crosby, question mark on Malkin, who missed the last yep. game of the last series. Um, and I think their defense is a little more vulnerable than it's been in the past. So should make for a great series, but I'm leaning towards the Caps. Leaning towards the Caps. Keith Jones was uh, a member of the 1994 Caps team that beat the mm. Penguins. And that one was an upset. Uh, 1994, the Penguins weren't all that far removed from back-to-back Stanley Cups in 1991 and 92. The Pens had 101 points that season. They were third overall, 44-27-13. and 13. The Caps had 88 points, 39-35-10. and 10. And uh, among the players suiting up for the Penguins in that series, Lemieux, Yager, Tockett, Murphy, Stevens, Francis, Mullen, Ulf Samuelson, Straka, Trottier, and Barrasso. Jeez. Pretty That's good team. That's a pretty good <laughs> Washington counter with the likes of Joe Juneau, Michael Pavanka, Kelly Miller, Peter Bondra, Kevin Hatcher, Mike Ridley, Dave Poulin, Don Beaupre, and yes, Keith Jones played in all six games. He had zero points and 22 penalty minutes. <laughs> Way to go, Jonesy. But hey, it takes all kinds, right? Uh, this much we know, uh, it is a different Capitals team in that rather than Coming from ahead to lose a series, this Washington team actually came from behind to win one. Uh, A couple of gut punches to start things out. Losing the first two games at home in overtime, but the Caps win the next four straight. Here's uh, the great Edzo Olchik on the postgame show last night talking about how Washington made it from 2-0 down to the second round. 
They simplified, more straight ahead. They got some big time performances. Braden Holpe wasn't even the starter when this right. series started. And Ovechkin with a couple of big games. And their penalty killing made some adjustments. And just a heck of a performance. Because I think most people thought that the Capitals were done after those first two games. And give them a lot of credit. Yeah, they show guts. They did show some heart, something that they normally don't have. Nope. My favorite quote that Madden always brings up is he goes, hey, if you ever want to see the Capitals panic, just let them score a goal on you. They get a one-goal lead. They just melt. All of a sudden, they, they don't know what to do. It's not maybe as talented a Washington team as we've seen recently. Uh, certainly did not have uh, the buzz associated with it that the Capitals had last year, especially. And uh, we shall see. Pens and caps. Uh, I, I like... The Pens, but I think it's going to be tougher than it was in Philly. Probably going to go seven. And I think Jones made some good points about uh, the defense is a little more vulnerable this time around. Steelers D? Or Steelers Penguins D? Well, both of them, actually, yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville would kick the crap out of either one of these teams. That's (laughs) true. I'm queuing up Missy Matthews to talk Steelers next and uh, got a little confused there. But um, Yeah, Philly got to the net as that series progressed. And finally was able to do some damage. Undoubtedly. I mean, it's going to come down to, you know, Matt Murray really needs to be at his best. He does. I thought he was good in the Flyers series. Except for game six. Game six, the fourth goal was awful. But uh, Penn's got to clean up uh, a few more details because uh, they're not going to be able to get away with as much as they got away with in the Flyers series. And I don't think Washington is going to hemorrhage the turnovers the way the Flyers did. Pittsburgh's going to have to work a little harder to score. And that power play, uh, boy, it's two really good power plays. Who who can take yep. who can take fewer penalties, and who can make the most of those man advantage opportunities? Again, Matt Murray didn't beat the Caps last year. We didn't lose to him either, right? Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, just saying. Speaking, everybody's gone against in the playoffs in his career as they've come by. We did get in Holpe's head last year. Yeah, then they've had that habit, haven't they? And Holpe has a great track record in the playoffs other than when, than when he's playing Pittsburgh. Unfortunate matchup for them then. <laughs> no, but like we were saying last hour, they have to go through the Penguins. You know, they, to have that legitimate claim, got to go through the ones that keep knocking you down, right? It's like when the Steelers, oh, if, yeah. when they get to the postseason without being the Patriots, yeah. it all, almost has an asterisk. I mean, you forget about it after the fact if they win. But. And Ovechkin elaborated on that in an article in the Washington Post today, uh, and he talked about how they haven't beaten the Penguins, and uh, the Penguins are back-to-back champs, and the Penguins have been there, done that, brand name, established, you know who they are. That's He, he called it a great opportunity. Huh? Yeah. That, that's, you know... You can't wait because that's what that's what they they need that after, uh, mm-hmm. and it might just be more torture. Mm-hmm. They might need to find a bridge after the series is over. Well, and like uh, we were saying yesterday too, I've already recalibrated. At first, it was I just don't want to lose to the Flyers. That's all I want. Yeah. Don't lose to the Flyers. Now, well, we can't lose to the Capitals. Anybody but the Capitals. In the other game last night, the Toronto staved off elimination. The second best thing to stave off. Only two things you can stave, Mike. What's the other one? Infection. Yeah. And sometimes if you don't stave off infection, it leads to elimination. That is true. So they're kind of related, but uh, boy. The word is invented just for two other qualifiers. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It gets a lot of play this time of year. 
Uh, three to one, Toronto over Boston last night in Game Six. The Maple Leafs were getting run out of the building early in this series. They were down three games to one, but here they are forcing a Game Seven in Boston on Wednesday night. And you know, Austin Matthews hasn't scored a goal yet in that series either. That's even more puzzling. Did he get hurt? No. No, he's still playing. Steelers picked up uh, the fifth-year option uh, in 2019 on Bud Dupree. So he's still going to be playing. Not exactly Jarvis 2.0, as a lot of Steeler fans think. There have been some changes to the Steelers' D. There have. And uh, he's still a developing player. And uh, Kevin Colbert said that uh, they're excited about what uh, he might do moving forward. To borrow a phrase from the other guy. you got to say it like the other guy if you say moving forward, though. Yeah. I'm really starting to... Like that. What, never, Sullivan? I, I never liked that phrase because where else would you move but forward? We all, a lot of people move sideways. But the way Sullivan says it, something about it has a has a what, ring to you it. Know, where have the Flyers moved? Going back in time. <laughs> he hated Back to the Future. <laughs> Colbert also said yesterday he thinks that there are 90 players available in this draft that could start for the Steelers eventually. And they'll have access to? And another 90 that could be backups or practice squad guys. So what he's telling you there, and I'm sure Missy will back me up on this, what he's telling you is, my personnel guys have identified all the players you'll ever need. It's up to the coaches not to screw it up. I like that. Or, our team is so bad. (laughs) Yeah. 90 of these guys could play for us. That's an alternate. Right away. They could play. simplified, more straight ahead. They got some big. Oh, I hit the button. Jeez, Louise. Getting excited talking with my hands. Yeah, you were. Getting I was going to say the Steelers could play 90 guys on defense. They might hold the Jaguars to 35 <laughs> points. Let's talk with Missy Matthews when we come back, TV. <laughs> it's the DVE Morning Show. And joining us right now from Steelers.com, it's our friend Missy Matthews. Hi, Missy. How are you? Hi, guys. Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Do you have us on speaker? No, I'm on Bluetooth. Does it sound bad? Uh, yeah, it's like coming back at me. I can right, hear well, everything I'm saying. Now batting. Today, today, today. Manny. I consider myself, so. Did All right, you, how about now? There you go. You turn it down a little? You know, I just took you off Bluetooth, so I'm going to live on the edge and drive with one hand. All right. That well, a girl. You, uh, our apologies. <laughs> you are No, crazy. it's okay. <laughs> uh, Missy, let me ask you this. What if the best player available at number 28 in the draft this year is a quarterback. Are they going to stick to their uh, creed of best player available, not draft for need? I mean, I don't know. Pursuta was there with us yesterday during the press conference, and they didn't rule out a quarterback, but no, I don't think they're taking a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, they were pretty good at uh, giving themselves a lot of wiggle room either way, weren't they? They did. I mean, not that... I don't want to say that there's never anything revealing, but I felt like they were a little more open. Um, sometimes not that they were giving us trade secrets or telling us, you know, the 90 guys that they liked and thought that could be starters for the Steelers in 2018, but they didn't eliminate anything. And, yeah, wiggle room is probably the best way to describe it. I, was I, also, just, I, don't, I don't see it in the first round. I, I was also, just to jump out of the draft talk for a second, uh, Mike Tomlin talked a little bit about the defense and – how they're going to line up without Mike Mitchell, without William Gay. And he talked about 
you know, if they play tomorrow, probably Morgan Burnett's the free safety, but then he quickly said Sean Davis can do it. Right. Uh, there seems to be uh, a buzz, at least that I'm picking up, that Sean Davis is going to wind up at free safety. What are you hearing toward that end? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, you read stuff, you hear stuff. I haven't physically heard any of the coaches who are going to be making those decisions when it comes time for May and OTAs. Um, but I think at least it's something exciting to look forward to, um, something to keep our eye on. You know, who knows who they're going to draft and what's going to happen to you know, going back to Ryan Shazier's year as a rookie, we caught it, what, the summer of Shazier because he was just instantly plugged in and was a, a main focal point of the defense. But, yeah, I mean, I think as soon as they signed Morgan Burnett, that discussion popped up, and they're going to have to figure it out. And as you know, Mike, OTAs, mini camp, training camp even is the time to tinker with that and figure it out. Yeah, those are actually going to be uh, interesting this year, aren't they? Yeah, I think especially on defense, seeing how some of the new guys fit in, um, draft picks. I, I can't imagine there's not going to be any defensive players drafted at all with the seven picks the Steelers have coming up for this draft weekend. So I'm intrigued, and uh, yeah, a lot of storylines that we'll be able to follow. Missy Matthews from Steelers.com with us right now. If they hadn't been playing musical linebackers for the last few years, how would that have affected Bud Dupree's prospect of remaining a Steeler? I don't know. Um, I think at least, you know, when we talked to Coach Tomlin and Kevin Colbert down at the owners' meetings, I got the sense that they were going to pick up that 50-year option on Bud Dupree. Kevin was talking so much about, you know, him and TJ as if they they were the future and what they were going to start with and kind of work with. And I think Bud, I'm not saying that maybe he hasn't been as productive as some people would have liked. I'm sure as Bud would have, a, would have liked um, in the early portions of his career with the Steelers. He also dealt with some injuries, um, and I think TJ improving from his rookie season and learning a lot, a lot and both of them being healthy this offseason and moving into OTAs and the whole process together, it will be interesting to see what they can do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing that they picked up that option. I think it's only Jarvis Jones in the past five years, if I'm not mistaken, is the only first-round draft pick they did not use the option on. Mm-hmm. So now, of course, everyone's wondering about Levy on Bell's contract status, and uh, right. Kevin Colbert addressed it right at the outset. Yeah, uh, is there anything Calm down, everybody? Right, like <laughs> you know, I think Levy on Bell gets people worried because he starts putting stuff out on social media, and people think it's indicative of his intentions one way or another. But is, is there a anything that Levy on Bell can do? to speed up and or change the way the Steelers are going to do this? And B, uh, should the Steelers worry at all from anything that he posts? No, I, I don't. I mean, Le'Veon posted stuff last year. Um, and last year was kind of that weird year because we didn't know what was going to happen. It was the first year he was tagged. Did we think he was going to show up at OTAs? Probably not. Did you think maybe at training camp some point? I think we all assumed. Maybe he wouldn't report on opening day, but he'd be there at some point. Even during the preseason, there were rumblings he could have showed up after the second game, maybe even the third. Um, Obviously, it played out how it played out, but I think everybody has a better uh, grasp of how he might handle things this year. But, no, the Steelers have said from the very get-go, as soon as they tagged him and there was no long-term deal, which was, I believe, right after the combine that came out, um, everybody said at the owners' meetings, from Art Rooney II to Kevin Colbert to Mike Tomlin, we will deal with Le'Veon and trying to reach a long-term contract, which they have stressed is still their goal after the draft. They're in total draft prep mode. Like uh, Being in the building with them... Well, yeah, there's 90 guys that could department. start. they got a, mm-hmm. they got a lot of guys to look through. 
Well, I mean, they're in meetings nonstop. They're in there before anybody gets in the building. They're the last people to leave. And that's just, that's par for the course when it comes time for draft prep and going through all the players and stacking their boards and doing mock drafts and being prepared. I mean, it's not like they're making these decisions on Thursday night when they're they're on the clock. There's a lot of pre-work that goes into it um, so that when there is just 10 minutes, they can quickly make a decision. Missy Matthews from Steelers.com with us. Hey, Missy, we're doing our uh, instant pick analysis again this year on uh, Steelers.com. Yes, we are. are you excited? I am. I love it because I always get to see your reaction. Guys, we usually know like 30 seconds before they announce on TV who the Steelers are taking. And sometimes Pursuit is mad. Sometimes he's happy. <laughs> I get his instant analysis. And then the, the camera lights go on and we all have to be happy and, you know, talk and give uh, <laughs> our take on what it might be. But, yeah, I, I think that it's one of I, – I love the draft. Um, this is one of my favorite times of the year, and I like what we do pursuit. I think it's fun. I just wish we could condense it. It seems like it's a really fun 15 minutes stretched over seven hours. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'll probably be falling asleep on Thursday night, so you'll probably have to wake me up. So. It would be cool if they conducted the draft in private and then had a big reveal show in which they just rolled them out one after another. That actually would be very, very cool. That would, but that would give a lot of people anxiety. And, you know, the the leaks. I mean, we had yeah. schedule leaks last week. Not the Steelers, but I'm just saying throughout the league. You were able to piece together half of the Steelers' schedule based on other teams leaking. Yeah. Well, so people can watch you and Pursuta in labs live? Not or, labs. Missy and I handle this. Just the two of you? Yes. It's, just Pursuta cool. and I. Just when they make a pick, go to Steelers.com. We do a quick analysis. We've got highlights. Then we do... Uh, the interview, whatever, whether it's Mike Tomlin or Kevin Colbert or the position coach, uh, and then uh, we do some more analysis. Yeah, for picks one, two, and three. So we'll be busy Thursday and Friday, which is, yeah, a ton of fun. And also just a quick plug for all the draft junkies out there. Um, we have a big draft feature coming out tomorrow on Steelers.com. We talked to everybody from Art Rooney II, Kevin Colbert. This year, Pursuit, we talked to Mark Bruner, Brandon Hunt, some of the integral pieces of the scouting department to try to get them to tell us as much as they could about the process and what's important to them when it comes to evaluating these players and getting ready for the big day. So that'll be coming out tomorrow. Awesome. Sounds good. Steelers.com. Missy Matthews. Missy, thanks so much. I'll be sure to fire right on to Steelers.com as soon as the Steelers pick at 1.30 a.m. The on best the- year was <laughs> the uh, when they took Stefan to it. And they had a highlight of uh, Notre Dame played somebody in in uh, London. I think it was Duke or so. And to it returned a fumble, eighty five yards for a touchdown. And I was just, yeah, we played that like ten times. I was going crazy. He's <laughs> like, look how big he is. Look how fast he's running. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was quite an athletic uh, feat. That was a hell of a draft. A big guy. Too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we'll be watching. Drive safe, Missy. Thanks for your time. All right, guys, have a great morning. Okay, we'll see you. That's Missy Matthews from Steelers.com. The draft this Thursday. Of course, you can hear it all on our uh, sister station. Brother station. Brother station. What's the difference? Why did we start calling it Our cousin station. Well, it was always sister station. Right. But that was from FM to AM because it was like, yeah, I I don't know why. I see you looking at me like now because I'm. Are you saying AM is feminine? It's a weaker signal, but I. <laughs> that had nothing to do with why. No, that's exactly why they started that. I tradition. don't think so. Are you want to just do all brothers station? How about gender, I, gender I just, neutral? I, How about that? I was going to say, why aren't we all sister stations? 
That's fine. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Right. We can, but we can do it together. Yeah, but there are also brothers in arms. There are. It's confusing. Let's go gender neutral with it all. Let's do it. That other station we own. Tune into this other, uh, the other microphone room in the building. <laughs> it's ESPN Pittsburgh. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM, 106.3 FM. And of course. It's our brother and sister. All right. And then you can. It's uh, confused. All right. Billy Gardell next. <laughs> it's 52 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Channel 11 News. Uh, the weather brought to us by Channel 11 News on Fox 53 weeknights at 10. Well, next time you go into a public bathroom, don't use the blow dryer. You know, oh, no. this is. Oh, no. This is a conundrum now. Okay. Because a lot of places only have the dryers. Well, yeah. in that case, you don't really have a choice. But your I think you do. No, your, your shirt. You have or to your use your pants. You have to use your shirt now. It is much more dangerous to use the hand dryers. What if you have a silk shirt on? Then there's you no really danger of me having a silk shirt. Public. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you not want to use the blow dryer? Well, it's because it's spraying fecal matter all over the bathroom. Ah. Poo molecules. Research by the University of Connecticut found that when someone flushes one of the toilets, it sends fecal particles swirling through the air. So it's getting on you anyway. Yes. This is what I used to say to my college roommates who would always like deuce while someone was showering. I'm like, oh, you're getting the poo oh, molecules God. in the air. People do that? Well, we lived in a huge house. It's like a fraternity house with like, it had like four toilets and the bathrooms were right next to it. Oh, so you know it was I mean? like a public bathroom. Kind of. Not like a house yeah. bathroom. No. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like a eight by ten room. One toilet, yeah. one tub, one sink. Okay. I mean, but talk still, about dropping a steamer. Uh, so the fecal particles swirl through the air and the hand dryer suck them in and keep them nice and warm and then blow them back out all over your hands. Yeah. And the bathroom when you turn it on. Now I'm going to go into the bathroom like you dressed to uh, take down the trees. <laughs> Walter White, it's up. Yeah. Yeah. But Hazmat suit. Yeah, it blows the poo molecules all over the place and then you have yeah. then you're caked in them. Oh. You're walking well, out you of are, there. If, if somebody's doing it when you're in there, you are. That's not true. How do you think they get in the dryer? The poo molecules spray out. Not every, not, yeah, that's like. Not mine. When yeah, someone flushes the toilet, that's when it sends it out. All right. Well, don't use so the hand dryer. So you get it on any. you anyway. So, so if, if, you, if somebody's going to dookie, then you got to run out. Somebody's going to dookie. <laughs> oh, believe me, Val, if I know that that's going to happen, I do run out. <laughs> Well, then think, Billy Gardell is joining us on the phone right now. Hi, Billy. How are you? Or if you are the Billy? one doing it, you better warn everybody. Oh. <laughs> are you there, Kaz? Kazi, I just I, I just jumped in on if someone's going to dookie. <laughs> what, what, what's going on? There's the study now that you're not supposed to use those blow dryers, the hand dryers in public bathrooms, because they're actually just spreading the poo germs all over the place. And it's funny, I read that, and I actually thought to forward it to you. Yeah, mm -hmm. isn't that nice? <laughs> We're all on the same oh, page. I know, I know, I did. I read that, and I went, oh, i got to tell Randy. Yeah, <laughs> you don't think uh, I was on that? Dude, i got a Google alert for that. <laughs> <laughs> so so the hair dryer in the bathroom is, is blowing fecal mantle. The hand dryer. It, yeah, it sucks it in and then blows it out. But what about those hand. Dyson oh, blades? Geez, what about yeah, the? Yeah, 
Well, talk, that, that's really, that's an ugly version of a Brazilian blowout right there. <laughs> that's the kind you have after a steakhouse. <laughs> you heard of the Brazilian wax. That's just, that takes it up a whole notch. Yeah, you know, I actually read that night and I, I told Will, I said, uh, I sounded like my dad. I was like, oh, you know those uh, dryers in the bathrooms? He goes, yeah, don't touch that. No. So now don't touch if that no more. If they don't have paper towels, you basically have to shake them dry and wipe them on your jeans or your. your that's all. Your yeah. jeans are always a safe bet. That's all. That's fine. Or pants or whatever. It's fine. Not necessarily. Jeans. What if you're fancy dressed? Well, then you sh- you know whatever. Or you just walk real quick and wave your hands like you're <laughs> mad at somebody. They should have like a, a deep poop molecule station after you leave there. Like an infrared thing at the door? Yeah. yeah. Like Spray what, you down. De-louse you. They should just have that anyways. Then you wouldn't even have to wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I think it, I, it, I think that uh, there's a weird thing that our bodies must have adapted to this a long time ago. Yeah, Be- it's your immune system. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Thanks, pal. What <laughs> Because, Bill, think about it. Every time I had to get changed in the bathroom last week. Did you oh, ever, isn't that the worst? worst. In, in, oh. the air, in the airport? No. In the airport? Yeah. I had to get changed in the, in the bathroom in the airport. Stand on your shoes. Because I was, like, wearing shorts, and I was flying back to Pittsburgh, and it was why snowing here, for crying out loud. Why didn't you just wear pants? Because, Val, I was, like, not in a situation to be having long pants on. You, you know, know Randy like, was probably late to the airport. <laughs> That's true. He was on yeah. the beach having a Mai Tai and was like, where, oh, where, no. Rand, where, where were you on vacation? I went down to uh, Keys and drove up through uh, through Key, the, the, the Florida Keys. I yeah, that, there's no way that he was aware uh, that he was aware he had to have pants at that time. No. <laughs> it was like yeah, 100 no degrees. Like Danny, Danny Sheridan's got that at 5 to 1. There's no <laughs> way. He, he looked up. He was staring at, at, a, at a coconut that had been turned into a lamp and looked up and went, is it six? (laughs) Dude, one time, my sister's birthday, uh, like my whole family was out in L.A. for her, and she had a birthday party on the beach in Santa Monica. And so, and I had to fly back. Like, the only flight back to Pittsburgh was the red eye. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, I gotta gotta leave. It's like an 8 o'clock flight or whatever it was. It wasn't a red eye, I'm sorry. But I had to leave, and I was on the beach. And had to go to LAX, so I'm like, screw yeah. it. And I just had like flip flops on and and like swim trunks, and I went I through it. security like that. And they were like, dude, for real? And I'm like, I'm going to get changed into appropriate clothes. I, I couldn't do it on the cab ride over here. You still had your inflatable around your waist. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But that was, it's the grossest thing. Like, you just, it's like the Shawshank, like, crawl I, to freedom. I literally can see you weeping while you were doing that. Oh, I got the nicest handicapped bathroom to get changed in, though. I was really excited because, you know, that's a- Popped up on that changing table. That's a crapshoot, no pun intended. You go in there, and I'm like, oh, there's a hook. Oh, thank you, hook. <laughs> if you don't have a hook. Yeah. If you don't have a you hook. Have a hook. You know what's- Everything's on the floor, and oh. Oh, uh, you know what's good. great as a woman is if you go in and that arm comes down, you can put your purse on. Oh, yeah, oh, there you go. That's awesome. Right. You know, there is a flip side to this whole uh, hand dryer thing. We could just demand that they do away with the hand dryers. We say, hey, guys. Demand. 
This, you know, we don't want a a poo typhoon in the in the bathroom anymore. So you bring back the paper towels. Typhoon. <laughs> Bill wants to take to the streets. I mean, why not? This is your studies out. Yeah, do a recall, guys. It's gonna and then spur you to action. I saw uh, one of the signs in like they put in bathrooms the other day that said if your wet hands are, you know, X percent more likely to spread infection. So you have to dry your hands. And mm. I'm like, okay, well now all they have is the old fashioned hand dryer, the one from like my grade school that like I think it takes yeah, the diesel. white one, yeah, yeah. The silver button. <laughs> Yeah, and that you know that thing is just loaded with those those old white ones. Uh, you hit that button, and and a mushroom actually falls off. <laughs> exactly, man. And I hate having my hands wet. Like I have to get them t- totally dry. I think the air blades might be better I, 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 than the old school ones. I may be wrong. Those Dyson air blades where you stick your hand in and it's oh. like flung, flung, flung. Nope. No. All right. I don't know. Total uh, poo blower. Just go to paper towels from now on. Yep, or your pants. Bad for the environment. I'm shaking my hands, and I'm, I'm rubbing my jeans, and I'm getting on the plane. There you go. A couple of Michigan parents keep keep trying to have a girl, but so far it's been all boys. Fourteen of them. Oh, my God. Good God. The Schwant uh, family welcomed their 14th son to the world last week. They chose not to find out the gender during the pregnancy, but after 13 boys, they had a pretty good idea what the baby would be. And, of course, they were right. Jan and Kateri Schwant uh, really don't mind. In fact, they say they have a pretty good sense of humor about it and is indicated by the name Finley Sheboygan. He is not named for the city in Wisconsin. They chose it because she a boy again. Uh, there it is. Uh, the newest baby's older brothers range in age from 2 to 25. What's their name? Shawant. Sh- Sh- 14 kids from 2 to 25. Do these people not watch Homeland? <laughs> or do they not have a show? <laughs> My God. Trying to start their own football Good team? Lord. Yeah, that's a hockey team with, with a couple. With, with they, got, they, got, they, got, they got both leagues. <laughs> they I, must be wealthy. You could never afford to or have Mormon that many kids. Or something. Or, There's no... Or dirt you poor. Got something going on there. 14, my God. And 14 boys. They're, they're, everything in their life will be broken. Everything. <laughs> the dad's everything probably got a pretty big ego. broken forever. Including them. <laughs> my God, 14. And you want a boy and you have 14. I don't know. You get up around 8 or 9, you go, hey, let's, let's you know... We tried. Let's tie it up. Odds aren't with us. Dude's like, I drop a heavy Y. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I dropped a heavy Y. Sometimes a pitcher has to know when he doesn't have his his stuff anymore. Like, I took myself out of the game. You know? (laughs) Serena came to the mound, and I was like, I don't have it. I'm out. <laughs> not going to have that guy turned his wife into a baby Gatlin gun. Fourteen. <laughs> hey. A poor woman. God, nice. They just wanted you to be a girl. Oh, my God. Our womb's like a clown car. <laughs> <laughs> well, marriage gets better with time. According it to, does. According to a new study, couples who stay married 20 years report feeling happier than newlyweds. 
Researchers yeah. found happiness gradually declines over the first 20 years of marriage, but then stabilizes and bounces back, giving couples deeper levels of appreciation for each other. They believe it's because during those two decades, you develop an even deeper appreciation of each other and you like spending time together even more, which shows marriage is a marathon and not a sprint. Uh, I was just going to say that. I agree with all that. The happiness you get from staying married, I imagine it to be like the happiness after you cross the line at the marathon. You're in a lot of pain, but you're proud of yourself. (laughs) Yeah. You're dehydrated. You're cramped. You may have have blown an MCL, but you know what? You made it. You made it. (laughs) And in other marriage news, this not quite as positive, according to a new survey by a leading medical research journal. 34% of women and 15% of men said they lost interest in sex after being in a relationship, uh, a committed relationship, for just three months. And it was. That's just lazy, lazy, lazy. It depended on gender. Women lose interest in sex faster than men. The women who participated cited various reasons for the downturn. They included sexual incompatibility, that was the major reason. For their decreasing libido, lack of desire increases with age as well, which means that as a couple grew older, their sexual attraction also dimmed gradually. Experts say couples should not let monotony affect a long-term relationship. Communication is key to talking about any changing preferences, and they say you should address the problem. Don't let it grow out of proportion, which could threaten to weaken your relationship. I'd like to go into the account settings and change my preferences. Um, we got to update this. We got an old. We're operating on an old model here. Yeah, I got. I got like. I got like. Which I got like Windows two. We're old. Like what is this Netscape? We got it. Listen, we got to update. We got to do some new stuff. Well, you know what, and this is gonna I'm probably gonna get murdered for saying this, but the but the truth is it doesn't when you've been together a long time, it's not the most important thing anymore. It just isn't. And I know that's 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 crazy for a lot of people to comprehend. But I believe if if you got a good marriage that's been through a few wars and you've survived it together, it's just not the number one priority anymore. It's a priority, but it's not number one. The right. Because Start you're not your 25 anymore. Now. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> you say other stuff takes precedent, you know. It does. The basement well, needs redone. Out, you out, when you make it through a few battles together and the shells stop and you're like, <laughs> you know, you're like Tom Hanks in that platoon in Private Ryan and you're in a quiet town having a cup of coffee with your handshake and you look over and you're like, <laughs> we're still here. That's <laughs> There's, there's, there's a real gift in that, man. There's a real gift in that. So name uh, three things you do in a hotel room that you don't do at home. You could probably name a lot more than that. But hotels offer, of course, all the comforts mm. of home. But let's face it, it's not your home. So maybe you do things you wouldn't want to do in your home. Now, these are, are pretty sh- mild. Oh, go ahead. Uh, throw wet, dirty towels on the floor. Which yep. Th- Every yeah. time. Eat in bed. No. Yeah. All the time. Flush things down they're, the toilet. Uh, the wow, there's times I'm on the when I was on the road, and I'm on this stupid whole thirty diet now. I'm into week two. I'm just I'm just going to get to a point where I don't have any fun at all anymore. That's my goal. <laughs> That's what I'm working for. Best but, of luck. 
Dude, when I was on the uh, when I was on the uh, the road, like during the Jameson tour, I would literally order a pizza and eat it like an otter in bed. <laughs> <laughs> just, just laying there like an otter. Order and stuff like your Macaulay Culkin in yeah. Home Alone too. J- just yeah, get away, you filthy animal! Literally, literally. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, there is a new trend with men getting lip. Wait, in- hold on. What were the, the it was a, uh, yeah. throw wet dirty towels on the floor, eat in bed, yeah. and flush things down the toilet other than toilet paper? I, I mean, no, what? no, you don't ever. What? That's a rookie move. You don't ever want to do that. You flood your own room. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't want to be calling the front desk. You guys have a, a plunger that I could? Uh, <laughs> would that be? No, you don't want to do that. I'll tell you one thing. I I, I don't do at home. That I do in a hotel room. Put the remote control in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> oh, you got a remote control thing? Dude, you know how gross? Oh, the two grossest is... things in a hotel room are the remote control and the the, the bedspread. Yeah. The first that thing comes, when you jump on off. and you're like, oh, yeah, the bed's nice and made. I just want to lay down for a minute. You're just laying on. Because they don't clean them. Just filth. Yeah. <laughs> just filth. <laughs> yeah. I bring my own blanket and uh, put the remote in a Ziploc bag. I don't bring my own blanket. Oh, so I don't good. even. I don't even freak out about it. I just know it's gross. You're just, just thinking about I it. I just know it's. Do you just so when you travel? Do you just bring a hammock and find two trees where you can lay between? <laughs> no, man. I deal with it. I just know what the what, what's happening. I'm like, yeah, I'm laying on filth. Imagine all that, you know, filth. because most people have much different answers to the quiz that Val just had, and they're all nasty. And they're doing. The guy's it like, on "What do I do?" Yeah, exactly. He's like, "Well, I just I'm I'm 100 buck naked all the time. <laughs> I can wipe this on the drapes, right? Right. I can oh. scooch across the couch. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> scooch, scooch. Okay. <laughs> So there is a new trend with men getting lip injections to look like celebrities. Did anybody see Silicon Valley this past weekend? One of the no. characters got it done, and it was the funniest looking thing in the world. His lips are just blown up really big. That Jared character, he's like, are, are these? do these look off-putting? Uh, They're enormous. Yes, guys are going to surgeons Why? and asking for macho mouth lips like Channing Tatum, Brad Pitt, and Harry Styles, the what? one direct, like he's the least manly. Yeah, give me some really macho pouty lips. I screwed up and said Who's Harry it? Dean Stanton. <laughs> Who's Harry Styles? He's in a boy band, One uh, Direction, right? Is yeah. that the one he's in? Uh, yes. uh, uh, no. Just has yes, floppy hair. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. He looks like a boy. I don't know I why don't know, people man. would want to go get his lips. Give me the boy yeah. lips. <laughs> yeah, I, wonder right. if they have, I wonder if they have the, the, the name like that. Like, you know, do you want the Mick Jagger or do you want, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's on a menu. <laughs> you know, I'd like the Mick Jagger, please. Give me the that's guy a, that turned me, himself into a give tiger. Give me like a half Jagger. That's what I'll take. Give me a half Jagger. Uh, plastic surgeons say basically men want fuller lips with a bigger bottom lip, which has become a symbol of pride and power. Oh my God! Who's what the guy? Who's the NFL uh, player rep? The guy that used to play for the for the Bengals, and uh, then he played for the Chiefs. Eric something. His, he looks like he has the lips from that monster on the Muppets that would come out and eat an entire person and go <laughs> off the stage. 
You know which one I was talking about? Yeah. yeah. He'd be like, <laughs> it was just a huge, like, where the wild things are looking monster. And he would, like, eat the host. <laughs> once, I want something between Jagger and uh, that, that pet in uh, Little Shop of Horse. I'm looking <laughs> in between. I want it to look like I just kissed a light bulb. Eric Can Winston. you make that happen? I, I want to be able. I want you to be able to. to I want to actually be able to stick to things if I kiss them. Do you have anything? <laughs> yeah. I want to be able to scale a wall with my lips. Can yeah. you? There will accommodate? never be a time when that is like going to be an okay thing to get uh, injections, injections for cosmetic reasons. If you're a guy, however, two things I read recently. Do you know they're they're like talking about. Botox shots in your mouth will Come stop on. guys from uh, people from grinding their teeth, and they think that that might be a, an aid for snoring going forward. Is to get like Botox shots to stop you from snoring. Does it make you go numb like Novocaine? I, I guess it just relaxes the. Mu- it stops things from. Well, yeah, wasn't it originally um, developed for migraines? Like, was it really? I think so. Well, then there you go. Or sweating. I'm not Why sure does which. it stop you sweating? I don't know. Yes, because Sebastian, Sebastian Maniscalco got it done in his armpits. Yeah, he, he, arm, he Botoxed up his... He, I think he continually does it. I'd be afraid to do the sweating because then I'm afraid I'd just accumulate and pop. <laughs> right? Where's that going, right? I mean, you keep shutting the dam down. That's got to go somewhere. <laughs> The levee's going to be breached. Like, what, what, if, what if you don't pop, but like one, one area of you swells up? Like one <laughs> ear just gets really big. <laughs> now you're that guy. No. And then you're no. on a DVE morning show going, a man in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Gardell uh, with us right Hi. now. And Billy uh, announced last week a stand-up <laughs> show. This was so great. At the Benetton Center, and it sold out in like an hour. <laughs> Here's what happened, and by the way, thank you, Pittsburgh. I and I didn't, we didn't advertise it nowhere else, so I think they owe me some advertising money back. Um, <laughs> I ain't how it works. <laughs> oh yes, Brandy, it is. Um, but uh, uh, well, I thought you meant for the stuff you already paid. Not you guys. I'm uh, talking about they have a budget for advertising. Oh, like, yeah. We've got a budget plan. I get, well, we called DVE and they busted the internet. <laughs> I see so you saying. owe me some money back. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. Literally, Pittsburgh busted the internet. I was getting tweets all day. People were like, Bill, that internet's busted. Hey, <laughs> you crashed that site out. <laughs> so I cannot thank you enough, Pittsburgh, for that. That, that just because you know I was wondering, like, all right, well, you know, are, are they bored of me, or they they still want me to come home? And it sold out like a home playoff game, and I was just uh, I'm, congratulations. I'm humbled, I'm humbled and awed so by awesome. it. And in fact, because of that, guess what we're gonna do? What are you gonna do? We're gonna play too. So we set it up nice. yesterday. It's official. I'm adding a show Friday, November 16th, the oh. day before that Saturday show in November. Again at the Benetton, same time, same bat channel, 7.30 show. Doors open at 6.30. For tickets, they go on sale this Friday, uh, April 27th from at 10 a.m. You go to www.trustarts.org. Bust that up again. Bust it up. <laughs> or call uh, 412 412- Four five six 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 six. You can go to dve dot com for uh, all your information if you want. Uh, also, uh, there's going to be a pre sale this Thursday 
Once again, this Thursday, pre-sale starts at 10 a.m., and the password again is Yenzer. So let's bust the Internet again, and then I say if it goes real good, let's do a 5 o'clock show on Sunday so we all get home for the game Sunday night. <laughs> Come on. Bill, I called down there. Those lines are all busy, Bill. I think you busted a phone. Were, the tweets were so Pittsburgh. Like, I was crying. I was just traveling. I didn't know it was going to go that quick. It's November, you know? And uh, I, I was really blown away and 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 so grateful. But uh, the tweets that day were priceless. Like, hey, Bill, can you call them and get those <laughs> lines? Like, the, it's the same attitude. Like when my dad can't get like DVE, something goes wrong with iHeart. He thinks that Randy has a button in a closet that like he can <laughs> dial his house in. You know, people were tweeting me like that, and it, it was just it's just wonderful. Just absolutely wonderful. So, so let's play two, man. Let's play two. Billy Gardell, oh, so great with special surprise guest. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm going to get some special guests. It'll be all Pittsburgh everywhere, but uh, we got a special surprise guest for Saturday. I'm working on a special, another special appearance, and uh, it's it's just we're going to make this really Pittsburgh. It's going to be a wonderful. 90, 90 minutes between, you know, 90 minutes to, to uh, plus a little extra for uh, some real hometown Pittsburgh stuff. I don't want to give nothing away, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a great way for us all to get together and celebrate what we are and how funny we are. And uh, I can't wait to come home, man. I man, can't I can't awesome. wait to just go this to forward to so backstage fun. and just it's going to smell like the strip district. Are you? <laughs> I told you, man, when I do shows. You know, opera singers and great plays and actors get roses. People send me hoagies. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rocco sent some T-shirts and hoagies. He already hit me up for four. He's like, hey, Bill, I know you're down there at that Benedum. (laughs) (laughs) Do me a favor. (laughs) Billy Gardell, live again, Friday, November 16th, 2018, at the Benedum Center, a 730 show, and tickets go on sale this Friday. April 27th at 10 a.m., trustarts.org, or by calling 412-456-6666. In the pre-sales Thursday, code word, Yinzer. This um. DVE Sports. All right, we got Billy Gardell live in Los Angeles, California. Hi. And Mike Pursuta here with your sports now on DVE. Sports this hour brought to you by Caseta by Lutron Smart Lighting Controls. It will be the Pens and the Capitals in round two. <laughs> Washington punched its ticket last night with a 6-3 game six victory in Columbus. Alex Ovechkin with his fourth and fifth goals of the postseason, breaking a 1-1 tie in the second period. Washington bounces back from losing the first two games at home in overtime and becomes the first team in NHL history to win a best-of-seven series after losing said first two games at home in overtime. Now it's uh, the Caps and the Pens again. The Pens have won nine of the previous ten postseason meetings. Sidney Crosby is 3-0 and head-to-head against Alex Ovechkin, although uh, we heard Ovechkin last night saying on the ice in Columbus to Joe Micheletti of NBC Sports Network that he, quote-unquote, can't wait for this matchup with Pittsburgh. On the postgame show, Jeremy Roenick, let it be known that uh, as far as he's concerned, Ovechkin is not alone in anticipating Penn's caps. 
Yeah, I couldn't help but sitting here thinking, listening to the interview and having Ovechkin say, I can't wait. Because I know there's somebody else that can't wait that's sitting in Pittsburgh right now saying, I want another crack at this. And that's Sidney Crosby. Just to continue to show why he's the best player in the world. To continue to show when he comes up big is in the biggest moments of the year. And that's in the playoffs. So whether it's Malkin is in there or not, Sidney Crosby seems to raise his level every time he gets into a situation where he has to prove himself. And I think he does again against the did he get that right? Of course. Does Crosby have to prove himself again? No, but to himself no. he does. He's driven, man. It's it's not. No, he ain't got he ain't got to prove nothing. He does, however, have to remind them. <laughs> That's what it is at this point, Bill. Yep, a reminder. Apparently you need a reminder. Well, I'll tell you who doesn't need a reminder. That's Caps fans. They've been down this road before. And it uh, doesn't end well. Keith Jones is aware of that as anyone. Uh, Jones talking last night about how playing at home might not be advantageous for the Caps. I would rather start on the road if I was the Caps because I do believe that there's an expectation from their own fans that you better show me. It's not about uh, we believe. It's we believe that you guys are going to choke this thing and not win it because you put us through torture over the last decade or more. Um, So there is something that the Caps have to do early in that series, and that's win at home. You've put us through torture before. Yeah, good. Reminder. Here comes a reminder. What's a little more? Uh, there will be Game 7 before we get around to starting the second round. The Toronto Maple Leafs made sure of that last night, beating the Bruins 3-1 to in Toronto. The Leafs uh, were down 3-1 to in this series, but here they are going to Boston Wednesday night for Game 7. I don't understand why they don't have this, the schedule set right now because no matter what, the get, that series is over when they play Game 7. One way or the other, right? Well, how, that doesn't affect our series. Well, but you don't know who's going to win it. So you don't know who's going to be playing when. It's got to do with TV and building okay. availability and things like that. Okay. They're, I'm assuming, for example, that they're going to want um, Toronto on Hockey Night in Canada if Toronto advances. Of course. So, yeah, they'll figure it out, Bill. Wednesday night? I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, Stay I'm, tuned, I'm you anxious. Know. I'm anxious. When's the schedule come on? Probably right after the, uh, I would assume right after the Bruins-Leafs game Wednesday. Probably have it on the post-game show. Good, good, good. Uh, One thing I haven't mentioned uh, this morning that I should have, uh, the NHL released its uh, nominees for the King Clancy Trophy. That's given uh, to the player who best combines leadership and humanitarian contributions. The nominees from each team are selected by their respective NHL clubs. Uh, the uh, ultimate winner will be chosen by a committee that includes Commissioner Gary Bettman and Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. The Penguins' King Clancy nominee this year is goaltender Matt Murray. Oh, wow. So, it's a nice uh, acknowledgement yeah, nice. for Matt Murray. Yeah. Brooke, Brooks Orpik is the Capitals' uh, representative. That's great. And, uh, you know, there's, there's one from each team. I don't know everybody's, uh, you know, the extent of their humanitarian contributions. I'm sure they are all extensive, but uh, the nominee for the Vancouver Canucks is two guys, the twins, Daniel and Heinrich Sedin, who are uh, retiring. Yeah, so that's why they... Something tells me they're going to... That'd be a nice... Uh, those guys had phenomenal careers, and they are universally liked and respected. 
I'm just and, glad the Penguins didn't nominate Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> Me too. You have to think he's Vegas's candidate, though. S- some of the fans had him at number two. I'm sure. <laughs> Who is Vegas's candidate? It's got to well, be King of England, Derek England. Really? Whoa! Wow. Well, he does do a lot out there. He's a big, upstanding member of the community. Really nice. found, found a big, found himself a nice spot out there. He's a good guy. Yeah. That's not an exclusive uh, fraternity. Limited to the goaltenders. A lot of good guys. <laughs> That's funny. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. More with Billy Gardell hanging out with us here. Kaz. Kaz. Live on the DV Morning Show. If you didn't hear it earlier, Billy announced a second show in November. The first one sold out in minutes. Let's play two. So Friday, November 16th at the Benedum, Billy's back with another show. A seven thirty start. Internet again today freaked us people out. By the way, great choice on the Friday night for the second one, right? Because well, Mikey, if, if some of us to... have to go to Jacksonville on Saturday. Well, yeah, you're going to get in there Saturday. I figured. Or, well, then you got Friday, and then you know for for the rest of us, then maybe I, I think we can play three. I think the, wow. the promoter don't even know I'm thinking that yet, but I think we could <laughs> do a three peat. Let's do a three peat. There you go. <laughs> Passwords Yinzer for the pre-sale. Pre-sale's Thursday. You can go to uh, TrustArts.org or call 412-456-6666. DVE.com has all your info. More with Billy Gardell when we come back. DVE. It's the DVE Morning Show. (laughs) Billy Gardell uh, joining us right now. We were just talking about crackers. We're excited about that second show. With uh, oh yeah, Billy uh, Thanks, announcing Mikey. a second show at the Benenham Center in November, November sixteenth, to go along that with internet's, his. That internet's busted right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, you need to ask Jeeves if he can fix that. Bill, you got to call that guy. That's jammed up. Hey, Alexiak, can you give me some Gardell tickets? Alexiak. Hey, Alex. <laughs> Let me ask you this. We... Hey, Alexiak, can you hit somebody in front of the net? Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> Alexiak, can you tell Ruedel not to crap his pants? <laughs> you maybe, maybe pick up Couturier and box him out instead of just letting him come in there. And Did you hear the sound of Jake Gensel mic'd up? Yes. Oh, so incredible. It's so funny. But boy, he sounds yeah, like a little kid. The, they, they picked the right guy for that. That was great. Yeah. I heard a lot of that on Twitter. Yeah, he sounded like a little kid, though. It was yeah, kinda, he did. Kind of hilarious. He just, just woo-hoo and like Daffy Duck. That's two. That's two. His fourth goal, he really lost it. Boy, that's going to piss people off. Oh, man. If you're a Flyers fan. If you're a Flyer. Oh, (laughs) right. What is Good. Duck season. Webbit season. <laughs> what did he say to somebody? I told you the last time you did that, I scored. I think it was Drew. Yeah, he, he was, was talking like, to Drew that time. He's like, don't don't, don't mess with me, man. Don't mess with me. You don't want to do that. I scored the last time you did that. I scored the last time you pulled that crap. And then he scored, and he sees it, and he goes, I told you not to do it, man. Like, little punk. Like, they, you know, they just Oh, wanna... they have to hate him. Oh, my God. Look at this little Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. You know, he's 5'9", right. and the kid just... Finishes, so good. Um, it's the greatest. We were talking with Billy. It's a soup day in Pittsburgh, Bill. It's raining and it's about fifty degrees. 
Yeah, that's super alert right there. That's heavy. All right, and we uh, for some reason we got on the uh, uh, topic of crackers. All right, um, given your druthers, which cracker do you go to? What's your go-to cracker? Like I said, I, I go, um, I, I like saltines. Straight saltines are my favorites, and I used to hate when you go to like a, a, a nice dinner party or something and people try to, they put out that stupid, you know, I don't know if it's made of sand or what, but those fancy crackers. <laughs> those grain like, oh, crackers. Get oh, out of here. Multi, worse. Just like, don't, you can't you pop for some Ritz or some saltines. We'll call it by another name if it makes you more comfortable and feel more important, but you, you can't mess with saltines with soup. Um, There's my, nothing better. Uh, nothing here's a better. cracker with a bunch of seeds hidden in it. Have fun yeah, with here, that. Here's a cracker from, you know, from Brazil. I, I don't need any of that. Can we just... Let's hit them. And I like my saltines just a little stale. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, but all right. salt. So that's for soup. Okay, saltines for soup. You don't want saltines like put out at a party with cheese. No, I would do that. Uh, <laughs> all right. No, you don't know me. Ritz are pretty Brand. good. Would you, do that with, uh, would you do that with Wiz? Cheese Wiz, you got to go Ritz. Yeah, Ritz all day. Yeah, because if you get what you cheese was is just dirty, so you got to get down with Ritz with that. Because you need a little sweet to offset it. It's got a nice tray. It's a nice tray. The only thing yeah. my dad could make when I was a kid was he would give me saltines with butter on. He's like, right, here. That is so, Val, that it's is so nice. Irish. My my grandmother on the Irish side would butter everything. <laughs> she would butter everything. Was we it used to Terry's gold. I, <laughs> just just butter. Everything. But I'll tell you one of my favorite things is uh, uh, cold corned beef and butter and that kind of sandwich or meatloaf butter and ketchup. My dad used to eat you that. Wonder yeah. why I'm, you, wonder, you wonder why I'm on the Whole30 diet now. That's the reason. That's a hurry he up and die sandwich. Butter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> butter in your meatloaf. <laughs> That's what they should call it. Make me a hurry up and die, will you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But it, as far as crackers go, uh, you know, I want to know which came first, the club cracker or the captain's wafer? Because they're pretty – there's a trademark infringement What's the captain's there. wafer? Captain's wafer is the one you'll get with soup, which looks like club crackers, but there's two of them. I think it's a Lance cracker. It's a Lance. Yeah. It is a Lance cracker. That but is they call correct. them a captain's wafer. And why did the captain get those and nobody else? Oh, uh, I know fancy. what you're talking captain. about. He's wearing a C. It's enough to make you want to become a captain one day. Gets his own right. cracker. Yeah. Did Hornquist get one for the last game when Gino was hurt? I wonder if Crosby eats us. He got the A, I think, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, no. he got the A. He got no, the alternate No, I don't think he eats wheat toast unless he wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what do you call those little puffy ones that they put in chowder? Oyster crackers. Oyster crackers. Oh, yeah. Those are... Very good in chowder. I'll fire those. All right, what? I I fire those. I I eat those like Pez. Those are just (laughs) those go down too quick. In a single cup of soup, how many packets of crackers are you going through? Saltine. I'm going through three two packs. I like a good thickness. I like to be able. I want to be able to eat the soup like that, or be able to patch a wall. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You're making spackle. You're making stucco. Yeah, I like. I like a lot of crackers in my soup. Yeah, unless, it's you, a th- unless it's unless it's a thick you. soup already. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you're correct. Like if it's if it's a vegetable broth or if it's a, if it's a chicken broth, yeah, I'm loading up. Oh, yeah. I get I go one oyster cracker and then like half of another bag of oyster crackers and then I just munch on the other ones. I can't go now. It's weird because I can do chowder with oyster crackers, but I can't work crackers into pea soup or tomato soup. 
Huh. Yeah, I don't do tomato I soup crackers. Pea soup, I go toast. Tomato soup, it's a grilled cheese. Grilled and cheese. now we're really, we're really working heavy. Yeah, now like, we got a deconstructed piece of pizza. Yeah, Yesterday. Those things work. <laughs> I had chicken and barley soup, no crackers. Oh, God, you raw dogged it. <laughs> you want no cracker? No crack. Well, Ugh. it was pretty thick. There's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of barley in there. I got to have a cracker. Yeah, I have to. Need to have yeah, a cracker in absolutely. there. Absolutely. There's no doubt. But uh, the the club has always been, that's the, like, the Ritz and the club are the Coke and the Pepsi for me. Like, is the really? club like a yeah. little bit more oval? Club the, no. no, club is rectangle. Yeah, Ritz oh. is circular. Ritz is round. Does anybody remember the ones they used to have these back in the day? My parents you're, used to I buy. I think you're thinking townhouse crackers. Yes, before there were tons of fancy crackers. There were these like onion cracker things, like for you put out at parties called. Did you get them at Hickory Farms? Sociables. Yes. No, we had those. Dude, they were in a blue box. I think yeah. they craft made they, them, and they had like different flavors. They're sociable. That's when you're being sociable, you put these crackers out. Yeah, you know, when you're talking to somebody, you want to be spitting cracker dust <laughs> yeah, in their you face. Want, you want to, just I'm watching <laughs> an onion bit out of your teeth at them. I think we had those just on talking Christmas like you're Eve. a wood chipper. Yeah. No, they were the fancy crackers, the sociables. What about the... Which also sounded like, a, like it could have been uh, one of the gangs in The Outsiders. What, what about... Some guy in your sweater looks like it snowed. <laughs> Like, were you sawing something in there? Were you building a deck? <laughs> Dude, I flat did you out. You just clean off your wood bench. What happened? Flat out did that the uh, the other day. Or I was eating crackers and I was like sitting on the chair watching the game and the doorbell rings and I go to get it and it's a guy. He's like, hey, I got a package. You sign this. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then I looked down and I had crumbs all over my <laughs> all over my hoodie. And I was like, sorry, man. And I just was like, foom, 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 foom. And just like dusted myself off, off next to well, you know like, Randy, for the way you like to, you know, have some libations, that might be good for you because then you have a trail to figure out your way back to the living room. That yeah. is true. You usually just yeah. follow the Fiori's pizza <laughs> box and you, follow the pe- the pizza crumbs. You can Hansel and Gretel yourself. Did yeah. You, yeah, you're good. Ever try the chicken in a basket cracker? No, what the hell is no, that? You know I, I've never is tried it, it either. Wait, now, hold on, hold on. Is it chicken in a biscuit or chicken in a basket? Uh, well, let me check. I thought it was it's chicken be, in a I basket. I think it's chicken in a biscuit. in the basket. They both stink. Those crackers stink. Oh, well. <laughs> Billy's got a <laughs> strong opinion about that. That stinks. It is chicken in a biscuit. Yeah, that stinks. That'll throw you all off. Is it, that messes is it, everything up. Does it try to taste like chicken? It I've never had It's a little them. weird and it's too hard. It don't melt down right. That's no good. That's a no-go. That's a flyover. You go uh, right over that. That was a Nabisco failure, right? I know what yeah. you're talking about. That's yeah, too complicated no of a name, chicken in a biscuit. It has nothing to do with chicken, chicken or a biscuit. Cracker. Isn't, yeah, uh, no good. isn't it Peekaboo Hot Dog Day? It Today? is uh, Pigs in a Blanket Day. Oh. What's the difference? Peekaboo hot dog is a peekaboo hot dog. Peekaboo well, hot dogs those little cocktail dog wieners. No, do they a, say peekaboo hot dog outside of Pittsburgh? I don't know. I don't know. That might be like the I mean, dippy Franklin, egg, Bill. Yeah. No, I, that, oh, that's what me and Billy were talking about. That my mom said that the other day. That was a. I always love deep cut Pittsburgh phrases. And she goes, 
I'm going to go make some dip eggs. <laughs> Nobody says dip eggs. So I went down to the restaurant in the hotel just to see, and I, oh, I said to the waitress, I like three dip eggs. And she said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got uh, nothing over, over, over medium, please. <laughs> Dip oh yeah, my That's my so dad good. used to love those dippy eggs. And I always thought that was gross. Now I'm a, now I'm a dad, and I'm like, give me a dippy egg. Yeah, you want your dippy? Oh eggs. my god, That's nice. That's I'll nice. clean all that up with this piece of toast. <laughs> well, to me, the toast uh, for the dip egg, the toast is like the snowplow. Mm-hmm. That's how you work the plate. That's that's good stuff. Peekaboo hot dogs does not use the cocktail wiener. It's a big wiener. Well, then what is it? <laughs> it's a uh, it's a real size wiener. Sorry in guys, a, I'm seven years old. In a yeah, presser. Well, I was doing it five minutes ago. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. You wrap. You take a regular size hot dog and wrap it in a, a crescent roll, and then you bake it. Oh, no come way! On. I that's brought good. them in here once. That's like a real fancy corn dog. That's like a that's like a boar on a blanket. No, you know what it is? Those cocktail wieners. <laughs> those are the ones people <laughs> call pigs on them. That's a full blown warthog. Yeah, that's a warthog no. on a blanket. Yeah, that's an inaccurate characterization. <laughs> right, pigs in a blanket are it's stuffed cabbage. Yes, I see a where lot of I grew call up. Pigs in a blanket, those little cocktail weenies. That's what I'm no. saying. Where that's I grew I up, pigs in a blanket those was are called those little cocktail. A weenies. sausage wrapped in a pancake. Whoa, that was pigs. Now in you're really serious, curveball. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's it's taking it. That's 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 like the all star game there. No, it's your ground beef and uh, whatnot. Yeah, it's with stuffed the cabbage. cabbage around it. Stuffed yeah. cabbage, galumkis. Yesterday, I made a sandwich. I had a little roll. I had some spaghetti and some meatballs, and I broke up the meatball and put the meatball in the roll with spaghetti, and it was the best sandwich you made I've a ever had. Spaghetti and meatball sandwich. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's fantastic. Oh, my God. It was Did so you good. put uh, cheese on top and then bake the cheese on it? No, I put Parmesan cheese on top. That's, that's all right. No baking necessary. How yeah, many, uh, how many bags you, of crackers did, did you, you put on Did you dip it in sauce <laughs> while you were eating it? <laughs> of course. What, right. Okay, now here's the big thing. Did you just stand over the sink yes. with the TV on? Oh, yeah. I didn't make, I didn't make it to the living <laughs> nice. room, Bill. That's nice. I can't. Nice. I mean, when I'm eating, I never make a meal for myself. You know sit down, that, cut everything up. Was you that know a secret? That is, Billy, that's that's playing small ball. That's spunting the runner over. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> was that a secret sandwich? Yes, it was. <laughs> me and O'Connell, <clears throat> well, me and Joey O'Connell from Pat Hills, when we go off the rails because we're trying, we're, we're trying to keep it together. <laughs> and when we eat, we don't tell the wives. We call it eating in the shadows. <laughs> That's that's a shadow operation. <laughs> I always tell people, Bill, when when me and Serena are trying to eat healthy, it's like I got a side Chick Fil A. I'm eating food in the car on the way home. Yeah, yeah. It's trying a, to get that sea salt off my jeans, like it's stripper <laughs> glitter. If yeah, you're committing adultery. <laughs> yeah, literally. You haven't seen anything. I. This is the one thing that I heard two people talking about the other day that blew my mind. They were saying that mix and match different fast foods, like they took a Big Mac, took the burgers off of it, and put two uh, chicken tenders from KFC on it. What? <laughs> I was like, what, I what are you doing? Oh, that sounds like something well, that Rick Santorum would against. 
I, I disagree with that sandwich, but I admire the commitment. That's what I'm saying. It's ingenuity. I'm not saying they struck gold on the first try. No, but you're working two different locations there, too. That's I yeah. mean, you, you got to be committed to that. All right, we're going way over. We got to go. <laughs> and I'm hungry. Yeah. So now we got to go eat. Billy Gardell, show number two is announced. Tickets on sale, pre-sale Thursday and Friday morning. Ticketmaster, the password for the pre-sale is Yinzer. Trustarts.org. Yes. Or four five six 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 six. Bill, thank you, cousin. I'll be on Young Sheldon on Monday night. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Guest appearance. So uh, I can't wait to see you. And uh, let's go, Pens. Let's go, right Pens. Thanks to Missy Matthews from Steelers. dot com. Pursuita had a good question. If something should happen unfortunate to uh, Young Sheldon, like if Bill would say kill him, yeah, <laughs> would that? Have- I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Would that free the world? <laughs> what is he going to do? Irritating. Kill himself out of work. Most popular tele- Most popular television character of uh, the last twenty years, probably. Yeah, not in my neighborhood. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thanks for supporting my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill. Usually I'm there for you, but you know. I like my crackers salty. God pisses me off. Uh, <laughs> he pisses you off. Why does he piss you kid. off? Wow. It just it's irritates aggressive. the crap out of me. You don't got to watch. Just do me a favor. Leave the TV on when you don't have to watch it. <laughs> Billy Gardell. Thanks, brother. We'll see you. Thanks, guys. I love you. Tomorrow on the show, Billy. Jeff Conkle, Phil Bork, Mark Madden, talking Penn's Flyers. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him done, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.